Oh, hey, let's uh, let's do a show today, shall we? Tuesday, the 21st of March, waking up to uh, snow-covered lawns. Oh, I know I'm not in Florida anymore. Anyway, thank you all for being here. Share the show, robertscabell.com slash listen. We got a lot to cover, including the uh, controversies of uh, government, private censorship, the protocols, the programs, the unconstitutionality, and the strategy to defeat it. Super Don's an expert at that. We got that coming up. Uh, Brian Festa from WeThePatriotsUSA.org is joining us. And uh, hour two, we have our monthly Trinity trip, I call it. Stephanie Ray is going to be joining us, another Trinity graduate spotlight. And I love the fact that all you Trinity graduates out there are doing extraordinary work, helping others, empowering others, body, mind, and spirit. And many of you are actually doing quite well, making a living, able to help people. And we need more of you. So we got that and a whole lot more happening, including carrot juice coming out my ears. Why? I'll tell you about it after this, as we get this healing party started right about now. The Robert Scott, the Bell, Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. The voice of health, freedom, and liberty, the Robert Scott Bell Show. Well, how do I start a show? Do I look uh, orange? Do I have an orange complexion yet? Uh, my, my wife and I, uh, we, we harvested, as I mentioned, and we showed some pictures of this over the weekend, uh, about 40 pounds of carrots that we let winter, right? That we, They wintered under the snow. And... Uh, we we dug them up as the the spring thaw was on a little bit. We get, you wouldn't believe I had to use a pickaxe to get carrots in the winter if I wanted. I was a pickaxe, it's like literally a pick. I got to dig through the ice to get it, and it, we they were fine. Uh, but finally, we went. Let's get them all out, and we did, and uh, cleaned them up and uh, juiced them this morning. There's more juice than we could ever drink, so we froze a lot and invited friends over to drink some as well. Uh, but. <laughs> It, it was like, if, if I'm a little loopy today, it feels like I got a carrot juice high. I don't know if you've ever felt that. You're like buzzing. Now, probably because there's a lot of sugar in it, but I did take the uh, food research, uh, sugar, glucose sugar balance, as I do, the chromium vanadium combination that I get from choosetobehealthy.com. Uh, but, uh, you know, buzzing on top of the workouts this week. It's been great. So here we go, cranking up another broadcast healing session. And we do have some more uh, in, interesting, some antibiotic stories as well. Uh, we've got Brian Festa scheduled uh, from WeThePatriotsUSA.org, Stephanie Ray, a Trinity graduate as well, to show you how you can go through Trinity School of Natural Health, body, mind, spirit training, and come out and do extraordinary things. And I'm thrilled always to spotlight that. Uh, so that's coming up in addition to a lot of upcoming events. Uh, there's a special page at robertscottbell.com that gets you all the discount codes for all of our wonderful sponsors that we support and support us that we utilize here. Uh, just a little drop down menu, a little things that says more, and then you'll see, you can learn all about that. Uh, let's see. First up on the thing, I don't know if Super Don, you want to check in with me and let me know what's going on. I think we, we, we're having trouble connecting with Brian Festa. We want to make sure we're going to get him by phone today in advance, and we just got to roll with Yeah, it. we're trying all kinds of little technological tricks here. Let's, let's just do since <clears throat> since uh, it's just kind of a casual Tuesday today. Yeah, casual Isn't Tuesday. Isn't it? Like yeah. it yeah. So let's see if, we, if I do this. Hey, Brian, you there? I am here. Can you hear me? Hey. All right, we'll just do this then. That works. Yeah, all right. Very cool. All right. So stand by, Brian. Back to the virtual waiting room for you, yes. Brian. 
we got them tested. Everything's working. I love the backup. And again, that's thanks to all of y'all who are supporters of ours uh, via the uh, patron uh, Patreon group. And we have our next AMA Saturday, the 25th, this, this Saturday coming up, uh, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. And we'd love to have you join us on Zoom. It's a lot of fun. We learn a lot. We teach a lot. We laugh a lot. Sometimes we even cry. Uh, but also we give away a lot of good goodies too. There's a thank you to you all for doing that. So uh, consider that support and uh, we'll carry on with the show. The fir- first up is uh, the story, ongoing saga of uh, censorship by government. And the Matt, uh, uh, how do you say his last name? Taibi? Taibi. Yeah, and, and we've never had him on the show, but I would love to have him on the show. This is uh, related to the COVID files or the tr- the Twitter files, they call it. But it relates to a project run by Stanford University that is apparently served as a dry run for President Biden's disinformation board. Remember, we covered that. Like, I can't believe they're coming out with an overt censorship board. And then, of course, they eventually claim they disbanded it. But according to journalist Matt Taibbi's latest Twitter files release, which he dubbed the great COVID-19 lie machine, Stanford, the virality or virality project and the censorship of true stories. Now, it's a very complex and long sorted tale at the Defender, and we have that linked up. But Super Don has also given you an abbreviated access to a shortened version to give you access through the New York Post article called headlining private federal censorship machine targeted you, you will not believe this term. <laughs> this is Orwell reincarnated. True misinformation. True yeah, misinformation. True that's, misinformation. Like, that's like jumbo shrimp, right? <laughs> yes. True, true lies. Misinformation. True misinformation. So what is that that they're talking about? As we go deep into this, uh, you find out that the uh, analysis by, a, uh, let's say, uh, how would you say it? You, you're, you're giving a black mark or something. You say, he, these are the people we want to watch, like what the disinformation does and on and on it goes. But they, it wasn't enough to do that because there were people that were figuring out how to utilize what we call mainstream media sources. This is a strategic thing. And Super Don is a master at that to be able to not, because once we got banned on, on YouTube, we're like, holy crap, we, we got to have an audience somehow, some way we can't be banned everywhere. What can we do to continue to remain integrity in integrity like we do to cover these stories, but not get as easily tagged or, or, or banned. And this is super Don strategy. I'll let him explain it in a moment, but suffice it to say what happens is after they targeted for elimination, a lot of the disinformation spreaders that were just really honestly bringing out truthful information that was inconvenient to the establishment and the narrative, uh, it was like, what do you do then? Because it wasn't enough. They're like, Hey, but there are people reporting on adverse events that are really happening. There are people reporting on scientific revelations, even in peer reviewed articles that say, oh, well, the jab doesn't actually do what they say it does. And so now this is where they're talking about how do we, we can't use the word censor, but how do we curtail this true misinformation, right? Because people were really having adverse events and they even targeted people that shared their own stories as, as spreading misinformation. They're uh, all if you're, if you're wondering what we're what we're talking about here, as far as true information here, I'm just going to go straight to Matt Taibbi's uh, Twitter. Sure. <clears throat> yeah, and here it is. He's got the the quote from the Twitter files. And so, what you had is you had this organization, this Virality Project, mm-hmm. uh, and they were going. They were they were establishing policies on how to battle disinformation, misinformation. And so, here's this this one excerpt here where they're talking about something you need to be concerned about. 
you know, why does the dog have to start barking now? <laughs> as soon as I turn on the damn microphone. I think he's working for the virality project, trying to censor you, Super Don. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I'm, I'm going to call, I'm going to nickname her Virality Project. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so here it is. This is one of their policies uh, that need to be concerned about true content, which might promote vaccine hesitancy. Uh, stories of true vaccine side effects, mm-hmm. true, true, and that's that's the key word here, true posts, which could fuel hesitancy. Now, this is kind of like, I guess you could say the trick that you were talking about. And yeah. I, I, I am by no means a master at anything. Oh, come just, on, don't be humble. Anybody don't can really figure good. this out, right? Anybody can figure this out. Yeah, but you think. It, it's like you know, when we shared, because, you know, one of, one of the websites we really like is Mike Adams' uh, Natural News, right? And you saw what they did in Natural News. Oh, yeah. They they're, completely they're completely blocked. blacklisted. I mean, you cannot even put a URL from Natural News on Facebook. It blocks you. You can't link it at all. Yeah, exactly. It won't do it at all. So. You know, what I, I thought was, you know what, instead of sharing uh, posts from websites that we know are obviously not going to stay up there and that they're going to take off of there. <laughs> the virality doggy. Let me give you the Cliff Notes version. I yes, just, I, I, I focused on mainstream news articles that mm-hmm. even if the mainstream news article was put out there to, uh, you know, with, with an agenda it was very easy for you to take that article and flip it around and apply your own, you know, uh, a slant to it or your own bias to it and use it, yeah. you know, as a launching point on going in. For example, you know, if CNN comes out with an article. <laughs> I'm laughing. I'm sorry. Super D's got. There must people. be a bird outside or something. Like anyway, you know, if the headline says, hey, you know, brand new mRNA vaccine for cancer. Yay. Mm-hmm. We can look at that and go, oh, let's talk about that. And somebody might look at that and go, oh, my gosh, Robert Scott Bell, you suddenly now are into mRNA and you think it's good. No, we can look at that and go, hey, look, yeah, these crazy people are now taking mRNA and they're going to try and use it to cure cancer. Yeah. You know, that is a terrible idea. Exactly. You know, I mean, it's not it's not that that difficult. But in any case, apparently well, the people at this virality project figured that out. And so now they're going, oh, man, we got to start going after these true stories now, these accurate news stories now. But how do you do that? How, how do you censor those things? Well, yeah. Unless you can get the news agencies to right. stop reporting on the truth. I suppose you could do that. But the Orwellian reincarnation, if you will, of our government and its utilization, its ability to say, you know what? We have to curtail true misinformation. <laughs> I mean, w- what was misinformation about the fact that people were having adverse events like like nothing else in, in terms of vaccine history? What was uh, untrue uh, about or what was misinformation about um, the peer reviewed articles coming out and even the you know from the uh, clinical trials coming out and showing these adverse events uh, or the fact that they eventually admitted that it didn't stop transmission, didn't stop hospitalization, didn't, you know, on and on it went. And so all of this is not misinformation. And this is what they're now calling true misinformation or true lies, like the the old movie there. Uh, it's just astonishing. And so what Super Don strategically did, and I, you know, he's not going to allow, allow the praise of himself, but I will just say this much to even sometimes my annoyance. You you guys know that we, we joke about it. We rib each other on it. It's like, oh gosh, another CNN article, Super Don really but it is the point of we can actually bring that out to your attention and 
put our perspective on it. It shows the absurdity and the danger of what they're reporting on in what they call official narratives of the mainstream uh, media or press. And so we didn't, uh, what we call it, uh, compromise our integrity. We didn't somehow become CNN aficionados going, it's the greatest news ever. But the point is utilizing those mainstream news articles against them. And this is what prompted the next level of, uh oh, how do we do this with this virality project and uh, Stanford U and, and, you know, other other things? How do we here's, stop? Them that? Here's another example of, of where they, they picked up on on. Again, it's not like we were doing some kind of super secret art mm-hmm. of war, you know, type of thing. We're just reporting on the news articles that come out. So when an article would come out talking about how they were making the push for vaccine passports, remember that? And we talked about that a lot. Well, this this organization picked up on that and went, oh, wait a minute. Hold on. <clears throat> People like Robert Scott Bell are reporting on the news mm-hmm. uh, coming out from CNN, NBC, CBS, whatever, uh, it, it, where articles are coming out talking about, oh, well, you know, Joe Biden is encouraging that we get vaccine passports. Well, we would take that article. We'd come out on the air and we go, look, look at what they're doing. Vaccine passports, that's a bad idea. And here's why. Well, they're picking up on that and they're going, oh, well, we have concerns over vaccination. uh, Vaccine, they call the vaccine passport narrative. Mm -hmm. We we are guilty, Robert, of of sharing a vaccine passport narrative. Well, they admitted, though, what we were saying was true, that there actually is an agenda to establish vaccine passports. But it was that, they didn't like where it would lead people to less vaccine uptake and more vaccine hesitancy. And it was their own oh. doing. And we could have told them, and we did many times say, you leave us alone and very few people will hear about it percentage wise. Well, you and, and, and we back. were, we, we were part of the problem because we were focusing on things like the loss of rights and freedoms. Well, mm-hmm. how dare us? I know. I know. That was I, really c- come on. The loss of rights and freedoms. That's for crazy people. Yeah. Only crazy people talk about that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, if y'all are concerned about the loss of rights and freedoms, you should sign up for our newsletter. Text my initials RSB to the number 22828. If you're not driving right now, hit 22828. That's where you're going to send the text and you send my initials RSB and you'll be prompted uh, right away with a response. Put your email address in there. You'll get plugged into all the amazing things that we get to do here that bring the power to heal back to you where it belongs and defeat the censorship monster of the virality project and otherwise. And thank you for sharing that. Thank you for being part of the show and super Don again. Thank you for uh, staying steadfast in my uh, obstinance of going, no, we've got to publish those other no, articles. Not like. CNN. Oh, yeah. no. Don't do that. But no, we must. And there are good people out there trying strategically to do good things, good work to help others. And one of those groups is we, the Patriots USA. And they're at wethepatriotsusa.org. And Brian Festa returns now on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Looks like he got his computer laptop working again. Brian, are you there? I did. Can you hear me, Robert? Hallelujah. There you are, Brian. Good to see you, my brother. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for having me back on. And yes, uh, we were able to uh, navigate through the technical issues because of your amazing staff, because of your amazing supporters. So please uh, continue to support the Robert Scott Bell Show. That's my plug for you. Um, And I know you're you're always good at returning the favor, but (laughs) Uh, we appreciate what you guys are doing. Absolutely. And that's why I wanted you on the show today. And, you know, there's a lot going on, including 
well, just cover up after cover up about the reality of the danger of, uh, well, let's just, we could talk about the East Palestine uh, dump, uh, you know, and burn and all of that. And that's manifesting as a, a, another dangerous dioxin buildup in all, an already toxic world and society and people in America. And that those environmentalists, those earth muffins that claim to be for the environment say nothing about a real environmental disaster, nothing. But when, if we can't describe it impacting the weather, then it, it's not real. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to let you in on a little secret. We're working on kind of a parody song mm. to what, where have all the flowers gone? Remember that old Peter, Paul and Mary song? Yes. We're working on a parody. Where have all the hippies gone? <laughs> Long time passing. We're going to, this is the first time I've ever sung during an interview. So you have a special nice. exclusive singing moment from Brian Festa. And I'm sure your fans will say, please don't ever let him do it again. But no, they um, heard me sing. They're like, you're, you're, you've got a velvet <laughs> voice. So good but, job, but, man. But I mean, it's so true in all seriousness, okay? The 60s, the 70s, the 80s, even the 90s, we saw all of these hippies out protesting every environmental disaster, whether it was Exxon Valdez or, you know, a local spill at a chemical plant or rollover on a truck even. I mean, they're always out there on the front lines. Now we have what I believe is the worst chemical disaster on American soil in our lifetimes, if not ever, and there's almost radio silence, nothing from the left, nothing from those hippies, Greenpeace loving. Listen, you know, listen, you know what? I'm not saying they didn't do some good work. Yeah. I'm not saying there's not a lot of people with their hearts in the right place doing that kind of work. But why on this issue when it suddenly why does everything become a left and right issue now? We are a nonpartisan organization. As you can see, this is an environmental disaster and we're jumping into it, not something typically conservatives right. would be jumping into um, as we're often labeled. But we're, we're jumping into it because we feel this is so critical. There are going to be millions of people affected. This is just about East Palestine. This is about everyone living downstream and downwind of this disaster in Pennsylvania, New York, and much of the East Coast, I believe, is going to be eventually affected by this. And our experts believe that as well. We have Kristen Megan Kelly and Tammy Clark, who are helping us as expert witnesses in this case. We have filed a federal lawsuit against the EPA and Ohio officials for their mishandling of this disaster. Um, and you'll see that on our website. If you go to wethepatriotsusa.org, you'll see we actually have a fundraiser for it because we are still in uh, thank you uh, for putting that up there Don uh, we are still in in great need of funds you see our goal is 250,000 we've raised less than 10,000 but we filed it anyway we dipped into our donor reserves and went ahead and filed that why because this is urgent uh, the people of East Palestine deserve the truth they deserve proper remediation measures and the the government both state and federal has let them down and again we intend to hold them accountable yeah and when we talk about the Hegelian dialectic, like the left-right paradigm trying to divide us, in reality, all people, whether they're considered liberal or, or conservative, really don't want their environment poisoned. That's a real issue. That's a legitimate issue. In fact, conservatives, where does the conservation come from? Conservatives, conservation of, you know, it's, it's a very environmentally friendly concept. Uh, but the idea that we could uh, regulate the temperature of the planet it, you know, it's an absurdity to begin with. And it, and then you realize the agenda has nothing to do with whether you're liberal or conservative. Right. It really has to do with control of the entire population by dividing us and making us believe that it's about being liberal or conservative. 
Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Um, this is all part of the globalist agenda. Ooh, I sound like a conspiracy theorist, right? It's we've, like we've never been called that before, Robert. OK, a conspiracy theorist now is just code for someone who tells the truth, who's someone who's not a liar. Um, and, and so exactly that is that's an easy definition right uh, you put it in, in webster's now it's going to say someone who does not lie um conspiracy theorist so that's what's going on here it's part of the plot to make to divide us divide and conquer that's been you go back to ancient times go back to ancient rome right that's how they control the people you get them fighting against each other you get warring factions in different areas of your empire fighting against one another and then you have the ultimate control because they have to turn to you when things are really bad mommy and daddy big brother um, are there to bail you out, right? So, I, I mean, it's just, they've set this up, they've repeated it time and time and time again throughout history, but we are the only organization actually, not to toot our own horn, but I, I will just say this, we are the only organization in the entire country uh, that has filed, or, or individual, individual or organization, that has filed a lawsuit against the government for their mishandling of this tragedy. Many other lawsuits have already been filed against Norfolk Southern, yeah. the rail, railway company. But nobody but we, the Patriots USA, is holding the government responsible for their lies. They're not doing proper testing. Chris and Megan and Tammy and, and some other individuals who we're working with told us they're, the sampling they're doing is completely um, contrary to EPA standards, their own standards. Uh, in other words, they're, they're doing spot testing of the, of the air where they take a sample just one second in time of what the air is when you're supposed to be sampling over an eight hour period. Same with the water and they're testing only at the surface level of the water. Well, everything within a couple of days, everything was already settled down to the sediment. They're not doing any sludge or sediment testing. Um, you know a lot about environmental hazards. You know this is not pr appropriate testing to just be doing these spot testings of the surface. And even the air testing, they were doing the air testing like just a foot or two above the ground. Now, I don't know about you, Robert, but I don't walk around crawling on my hands and knees, breathing close to the ground. They weren't yeah. even doing it at human, at human level. So it's just absolutely ridiculous. And we are going to expose their lies, uh, their deception, uh, and their cover-up in open court. And that's why we filed a federal lawsuit. Again, we would appreciate any support because we still do need a lot of donations to continue this and see this all the way through at wethepatriotsusa.org. That's only one lawsuit though, of many exciting lawsuits that we have that we've just filed. We have another one in Connecticut that I want to tell you about in a minute. Sure. But you can't find what you're not looking for as to your point about how they're doing tests that are uh, basically indeterminate at best. When they say, well, we did the test, you find out the test they conducted was not in any way comprehensive to assess the real potential danger. And if they're concerned uh, in genuine concern, like an EPA, they say environmental protection agency, which is a captured agency, which yep. really hides the, you know, those that are really polluting the, the private multinational corporations that have no allegiance to any nation or state. And uh, this is a, this is a reality that's been going on for a long, long time. Now for our environmental earth muffin friends, my ask is that you mature enough to see the fantasy, if you will, of government regulation and then the reality of what these captured agencies are doing. People like Bobby Kennedy, an avowed environmentalist, if there ever was one, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., acknowledges what Ron Paul brought out years ago to our attention, regulatory capture. And we highlighted and spotlighted that under the COVID crazy years we've been through in the documentary film, Utah Safe and Effective, question mark. 
And if you haven't seen it yet, go to utahsafeandeffective.org and download. It's free. You can watch it for free, the entire movie. And it goes through those conflicts of interest between medicine and state, between media and state, between religion and state. It's interesting. People know about, well, we have to have a separation of church and state, but they really haven't considered maybe we have a separation of uh, medicine and state as well so that we can have the intelligence to, to, to ask the right questions and be free to communicate in a scientifically validatable manner what really is the concern with COVID and or COVID jabs, for instance, or in this case, a spill that is converting into dioxins before our, not our very eyes because they're hiding it, but in reality uh, on the many uh, levels and years that we've uh, covered like dioxin issues, it's not an unknown as an, ag- as an agent of disease and they'll blame a virus. That's always the case. The virus is a cover story for toxicological spills caused by corporations that have bought or purchased the agencies that protect not the environment, but them. Okay, I'm off my soapbox. I couldn't agree more. I mean, the FDA, the CDC, all these alphabet soup agencies, we see the same thing. They are absolutely captured um, agencies uh, held hostage, really. We should maybe call them hostage agencies because that's what they are. They're beholden uh, to private industry, to this, uh, obviously to government regulation, but to private industry as well, like the pharmaceutical industry, for instance. And, um, you know, it's time that they're held accountable because if we wait around for Congress to do something, we'll all be dead and nothing will happen. Okay. That's why we chose not to become a political organization. We're not a lobbying organization. We don't get involved in that because quite honestly, that's not where this battle is going to be won. In my opinion, in my opinion, the only place it's going to be won is by, first of all, programs like yours, sharing the truth and having ordinary citizens come together and hold these officials accountable and these corporations accountable. Programs like yours are essential to that because this is the real media, folks. What what you're listening to right now is the real media, the independent media that's not bought and paid for. Robert doesn't get big checks from Pfizer. I guarantee you he doesn't. Okay, I, I haven't seen his bank accounts, but I guarantee you he doesn't have a check coming Peter in from Pfizer. I meet regularly and say, where's our check from Pfizer? <laughs> why, why, why aren't they? Where are Russian rubles? All of that. It never comes in. I don't know what's right. going on. <laughs> exactly. So that's number one. And number two, the other way we're going to win is through the courts, I believe, because there are still, I'm seeing decisions out there from good constitutionalist, originalist, textualist judges. Um, and some of them are sitting on the Supreme Court, at least a few of them. And so that's why I'm hopeful. That's why we've continued this. Trust me, I always say this. If there ever comes a day where I think it's all corrupt and all the judges are brought and paid for, then I'll just turn in my law license and say, forget about it. There's no point. But that day has not come. I still have faith in the judicial system. And that's why we're continuing to uh, pursue lawsuits like this Ohio lawsuit in East Palestine and the lawsuit I'm going to tell you about in Connecticut. And we're doing just so many amazing things. And I'm just so excited to share it with your listeners because it wasn't that long. We, I was announcing a new lawsuit, I think, back in November, the end of November, uh, early no, uh, late November, early December, I was on your show. And mm-hmm. already just in that short amount of time, I've got so many new announcements to tell you about. That's awesome. I'm, I'm thrilled. And, and, you know, it's not that you're saying this is the only way to do it. That's not what I'm hearing from you, Brian, and your organization. It's about it, there's many strategies. And I think they're all complementary, complementary to some degree because you know death by a thousand paper cuts as well. But any one of these things can tip things in a significant way as we learn more behind the scenes. Even like the opening story on uh, you know the Twitter files and what Matt Taibbi has revealed is is stunning in its implications. Now it doesn't 
cause that stunning response in a lot of people that are just so overwhelmed and tired and fatigued over another scandal, another scandal, another scandal, and more confusion, more confusion. So I'm not saying everybody's going to be up in arms suddenly, but the reality is we are, uh, let's say, eroding trust in these corrupt institutions that are more engaged in imprisoning us than protecting our freedoms. I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't agree more again. Um, you know, we, we really, uh, that's why we, we have to continue uh, working together as citizens, not only organizations like ours, you mentioned other good organizations who are doing great work, uh, such as, uh, you know, Children's Health Defense. Uh, and Bobby Kennedy has done that kind of work with environmental safety, with water keepers for years and years. Um, and so we need to continue to support other organizations and all come together and individuals who are doing this. There are just some some attorneys out there. They don't have nonprofits or anything. They're just doing this because they know it's the right thing to do. So yes, there are a lot of different avenues. I'm not saying we, the Patriots USA is the only one and only organization. And the reason I brought that up is because sometimes people get lost in, you know, a a minutia of one thing that we cover a lot of different stories here and a lot of different groups like yours, which we love and appreciate very much. And, you know, someone will have an idea of, as you point out, the courts, why even bother suing? And like, no, but you're seeing evidence of success within them is it mean it's going to be the success of all successes not necessarily nor is anybody saying that but everybody's got a path in this and they got to follow that i call it the bliss in a sense and i support these efforts you know i'm not much into voting per se to change things but my buddy jonathan emord is running for the united states senate in virginia to defeat tim kane and i know him personally for 25 30 years This guy is a man of integrity and constitution cannot be bought like Ron Paul. In fact, Ron Paul endorsed him. So I'm all in. Does it mean that I think if he gets in, the world changes overnight? Any more than I thought Ron Paul, if he were president, the world doesn't change overnight either. But it's a step. It's, you know, all of these things that we must do, including on the localist of local levels to whatever level you feel engagement is important to you. And Brian, you you keep mentioning this thing and I got to find out about it. the, The suit in Connecticut. What is this about? Who I lost your audio. So, so yeah, no, I'm, I'm here. Sorry. Um, so Connecticut, yes, just within the last about well, 10 days, 10 days ago, I think it was, we filed another major federal lawsuit in the state of Connecticut because, um, as I'm sure you recall, uh, we have two other lawsuits in Connecticut uh, trying to overturn the repeal of the religious exemption to mandatory school vaccination. So back and – and I'm saying vaccination simply because – this doesn't include the COVID shot yeah. yet, okay? So that's why I'm using that term. Otherwise, I'd just be saying shot, okay? Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, in April of 2021, uh, the, the state repealed the religious exemption, which we believe firmly is unconstitutional. So we have both a federal and a state lawsuit already against the, the state of Connecticut for that repeal. But just uh, within the last couple of weeks, the state came into Milford, Christian Academy, Milford Christian Church, and told them they were shutting down their preschool if they didn't get their kids caught up with all of their shots. This was on March 3rd, I believe. They told them if by March 15th, you don't get them all caught up, we're going to shut you down unless you either get them caught up or expel them. So you, so the pastor, Pastor Jim Loomer, who's one of our plaintiffs, said, you know, I'm not going to do that. You know, these are, uh, these parents have sincere religious objections to these shots. We are a church. And, and I have an objection. This is our faith. We are not going to violate our faith or force our, 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 our parents here to violate their faith as a church. So, no, we're not doing it. So we filed a federal lawsuit. We filed an emergency motion for an injunction. And within less than 24 hours of filing that motion, the state backed down and said, OK, well, 
we're not going to agree that this school can can just go ahead and, and allow exemptions. But what we are going to do is we're, we're, we're going to put it on hold. We're not going to shut down the school while the litigation is pending because we, the Patriots USA, stepped in and filed that lawsuit. It's been making news. Actually, Pastor Jim was on Fox News to make him national news. Um, he was on Fox and Friends, uh, I believe, uh, about a week ago. Um, and so uh, this is making waves across the country. But we, the Patriots USA, funded this lawsuit, again, because of our generous supporters. This is why it's so important to become a monthly donor. We had that money already in reserve for situations like this. Here we had a church and a school about to be shut down simply because they were stick staying true to their faith. And we were able to quickly get something filed in court. We mm-hmm. still do need to replenish that, of course. So that's why we encourage people to continue to be donors because um, we can't obviously just keep, you know, shelling out money for litigation yeah. and never getting anything to replenish that. Um, we, we're going to have, unfortunately, folks, we're going to have a lot more battles like this on our hands. This is not a, a few and far between type of uh, situation. So why Connecticut? Why do we have now three lawsuits in Connecticut over this? Well, we believe Connecticut is the best battleground for winning back religious exemptions in all states when we get this case to the United States Supreme Court. I can talk more about that uh, at another time or later, but I just want to let you know we have very uh, specific strategy here because of the way that the religious exemption was repealed in Connecticut. It was done very foolishly. So it gives us the absolute best chance out of any state, California, New York, Maine, any state that's repealed it, Connecticut has the best chance of winning at the United States Supreme Court. And if we do, Robert, Mm-hmm. Religious exemptions will be restored forever in yeah. every school in the nation, public and private. It would be nice. Of course, I, I'd like to see it go further in that um, there would never be a need for an exemption, that it would be an opt in instead of an opt out starting point. And I think that we've got it backwards there. But again, we've got step progressions to get there. It's the point. You know, like Jonathan Emore, he said one of the first things he would introduce into the Senate uh, is basically uh, withholding of any funds of any school districts or any states that mandate these jabs, vaccines, all of them that don't allow for exemptions, for instance. So there's a lot of angles and ways to hit it. And yes, the goal is laudable and I'd like to see it manifest. And then we continue to move forward from there. But part of this is a process of education and awareness. Even in filing the suits, you teach people things that they didn't know. Uh, By the way, you can check out We The Patriots USA.org. It's linked up in the show notes today at robertscottbell.com. And uh, I think as well, there's an upcoming event you guys have come. We should yes. let everyone know about. Yes. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to tell people about this exciting event. This is our first ever We the Patriots USA National Conference. It will be held this year in Boise, Idaho, which is we are based in Idaho now. So that's we figured we would have the very first one in our backyard. It's only appropriate. But we will be having these every year. The plan is to have them every year in states across the country. But this first one will be in Idaho. As you can see, we already have an amazing lineup. Uh, Jenna Ellis, Peter McCullough, Ryan Cole, Steve Dace, Lee Dundas, uh, Kristen Megan, and Tammy Clark. We told you about Rebecca Friedrichs, who's done great work speaking out against the trans agenda in school. She's a former educator. She's been nationally featured. Abby Johnson, who's the author of the book Unplanned, and they made a movie about that, pro-life activist. We've got Mel Kay on there. I'm sure you know Mel. We love Mel. She's a great medical freedom fighter as well. Dr. Brian Hooker, Dr. James Lyons-Weiler, Connor Boyack, author of the Tuttle Twins, Michael Voris. Then there's more. Uh, we, we didn't even we couldn't fit everyone on the flyer. There's actually more than just what's who 
who's here. We're also going to have a VIP uh, fundraiser dinner on Saturday evening with some of these guests, such as Dr. McCullough, Dr. Cole, Steve Dace, uh, Lee Dundas. We're going to have some great people there. And then we're also going to have a, a book signing and luncheon on Friday afternoon with some of the authors. Steve's got a great book out called Rise of the Fourth Reich. Dr. McCullough has a book out. He's going to be there as well, signing books. So it's just going to be an amazing two-day event. So it's two days, Friday, June 2nd, and Saturday, June 3rd at the Boise Center in Boise, Idaho. It'll be an all-day conference for two days from 9 a.m. to 4.30 in the afternoon for two days and plus that book signing and plus that dinner. It's just going to be phenomenal. Uh, you can buy tickets now by going to wethepatriotsusa.org. There's links to buy tickets and there's links to more information about this event. Um, and we just encourage everybody to buy tickets now because we have a 10% discount through March 31st, which isn't long. Through March 31st, only 10 days left, you get 10% off with the discount code Early Eagle. So that was our, our little play on words, an early bird special because our mascot is an eagle. So Early Eagle gives you 10% off general admission tickets through March 31st. And we have the links to buy the tickets. There's an event site specifically and it's also linked up in the show notes today at robertscabell.com i wish i had known sooner i'm not counting myself out but man if i could get up there to broadcast with you guys uh, I, I, yes in fact i was going to talk to you about that off air but since you're bringing it up on air if you're able to I'm not putting you on the spot this is something okay. we can talk about later okay but if you're able to make it um i think you're you're not too far away you're in arizona right so we would love absolutely love to have you join us um, at the very least, for a broadcast box, we're going to have a media room. So right. if you could broadcast live from there, and then we'll see what we can do. About, even if we can only get you on stage for five minutes. Um, I'll, I'll do it. Yeah. We have a, yeah, I'll we'll see it. what we – Robert, I'll make this promise. Yeah. If, if you make it out here to Idaho for this event to broadcast live, we will find a way to get you on stage. I can't guarantee it's going to be a half an hour on stage. But we will get you up there so mm -hmm. you can talk to the crowd and, um, you know, tell them about your work. And we will make a way for you to get on stage if you can come out. Well, Brian, I do appreciate that. That helps me a lot to be able to make events like that happen. Uh, and I'm, we're happy to support it regardless. But I'm looking at my calendar and it looks like it is indeed feasible. Uh, so, folks, uh, maybe we add that to the upcoming events list, uh, the Roberts Cat Bell Show upcoming events page that uh, I'm going to look. Do my best, and, I, and I'll confirm. We'll talk off the air, but I think yes. we'll be able to make that happen. Thank you. That is very cool, Brian. I appreciate that because I'm looking at the, the crowd there. Most of them I already know very well and have featured, and uh, they become brothers and sisters to, to Yeah, and you can interview them. If yeah. it, I mean, the hope is that if you set up your broadcast booth, we'll have the speakers come through and do live interviews with you from the event. Absolutely. Yeah, we've done that at other events as well. So thank you for that. Now, let's see if we can make that happen. I'm feeling feeling inclined. I didn't realize it, I'd have till June 2nd and 3rd. I thought it was sooner. So now it may happen. So that's good news, Brian. So any other uh, urgent upcoming uh, news or, or current news that I know you, there's so much on your website. And I encourage everybody to go check it out and sign up to get updates as well. Uh, but anything else today that's really critical to reveal? I think we covered most of the the really critical stuff. We are we do have some you know pending lawsuits in the background that aren't confirmed yet, so I can't announce them because we ha we haven't signed the plaintiffs. But once we have the plaintiffs signed, we'll again if you sign up for our newsletter and follow us on Telegram. I always tell people, listen, we we could have our Facebook shut down, obviously our Twitter, you know, we could have our um, our website even shut down. I was hearing someone earlier that had their website shut down. 
If any of that happens, the one way we believe will be the best way to remain in communication is through our Telegram channel. So go to the We the Patriots USA News and Updates uh, channel on Telegram. We put, you know, my, my amazing business partner, Don Jolly, runs that channel and puts, uh, you know, we have a team, but she, she does most of it and, and puts amazing information in there, news articles from all over the country and the world. But also all of our updates, all of our updates always go in there, whether it's about the conference, whether it's about a lawsuit uh, and a, a decision that was issued by a court, a hearing coming up. You'll get all those updates if you join that channel. So we greatly encourage people to do that. And um, other than that, I just want to thank you, Robert, for having me on today. Obviously, I will keep you posted if there's any new yeah. updates about these lawsuits, any new updates. If we get an, if, 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 we, if we get to make the announcement that Robert's officially coming, we'll put that out there. Yeah. Uh, we'll add you to the flyer uh, and 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 we will do what we can um, to to get uh, to promote as much as possible. We appreciate you promoting it as much as possible as well, because we definitely want to have a big crowd there. Um, yeah. We have about. I think we're going to have about a thousand seats available in the main room. And if we need overflow, there's an overflow room as well. Uh, but in the main conference room, we'll be able to fit about a thousand in there. Uh, I think actually it's a thousand forty four. We can fit a little over a thousand. Um, so we are uh, obviously we, we have tickets now. But if this really catches on and people are buying them up, um, it's it's there's there's not going to be a lot of seats left, especially with that early bird pricing or early eagle, I should say, nice. early eagle discount through March 31st. If you want to get your 10 percent off mm -hmm. uh, that general admission, please uh, go ahead and buy the tickets today. And Brian, will there be like an exhibit hall as well as the media place or? Yes, thank you. I forgot to mention, and Dawn would have killed me because she's listening right now. She, yeah. she, she, she wants to keep reminding people, exhibits and sponsors. If you're okay. listening and you have an organization, uh, I know a lot of other wonderful organizations you partner with, Robert. If you or some other organization you partner with would like to be a sponsor, uh, we have sponsorship information also available. Uh, and we can you can just email info at wethepatriotsusa.org and we can give you more information. Uh, but it's also on our event page. Um, and then we also are going to um, have exhibitors. Yes, we're going to have vendors. So if you would like to be a vendor, uh, we also have packages available for you to have a vendor table. So, yes, there'll be exhibits. There'll be sponsorships. There'll be speakers. There'll be a book signing. There'll be a dinner. I mean, this is going to be an, uh, an amazing, amazing event. And we're going to have a broadcast room, too. So uh, I'm just so excited to be hosting our first conference. It's coming up in June. It sounds like a ways away. I know you say, oh, you back. thought it was sooner. But yeah. honestly, you know, April's almost here. So we're really only talking about about two months, a little Pretty over much, two months. Yeah. Well, look, I, I, today is an exciting day for me because now I thought that was a, a far-fetched idea that I could be there, and I'm just very inclined to make this happen. So, Brian, we'll talk more off the air to confirm it, and when we do, it'll be our upcoming events that will add into the mix of our daily exposure of, of great events that we believe in, trust in, and uh, want to see all of our listeners attend if they can. So uh, this we're going to add to the list. This is great. Thank you so much, Robert. Well, I appreciate it, Brian Festa. You guys support WeThePatriotsUSA.org. We got links up to them. And uh, the We The Patriots USA National Conference 2023, June 2nd and 3rd in Boise, Idaho. I've never been to Boise. I, I definitely need to go. All right, Brian, we'll make it happen. All right. Thank you. God bless. Thank you, my brother. Good work. Uh, good people out there doing sensational things. And, of course, as you know, the CNNs of the world will never cover that. Or if they do, they'll try to denigrate and say they're part of some kind of conspiracy theory to keep you from getting mRNA investigational injections. Oh, the horror. <laughs>
Uh, I love that we get to do this. Absolutely love it. Wonderful, wonderful times we have together. Uh, so let's see what else. I've got some comments in the uh, chat room. Our buddy Steve says, Superdon, get this. Is it true that they backed off on banning totally natural news URLs? I don't know. Steve. I, I haven't tested it yet, but right. I I think, uh, if I'm not That'd mistaken, I think he said something news. about that like a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've seen some changes on Twitter, although I don't think Mike Adams is back on Twitter yet. Uh, so even he has not been reinstated, although they I don't think Mike Adams wants to be on Twitter at this point. Yeah. Well, you think he would still use it. It's like everything. So? Just, yeah, yeah. I, I do. I think he would if he was on it. I mean, you've seen some good folks that are back on it that are able to get the, you know some word out. And look, Taibi with the Twitter files is on it. That's that's pretty significant. So I, I think it's all right. Uh, obviously it wasn't, it was a mess before when at Jack or whoever that was, was running it. Uh, but it seems to be at least a little bit better. And I'm not saying that, um, the current owner doesn't have his problems either, but for the most part, <laughs> the things that he said, I'm like inclined to go, oh, okay. Are well, you I, talking about Elon Musk? You've heard of him? Yeah. Yes. Muskrat. <laughs> yes. Elon Muskrat. Anyway, oh, now I'm going to get banned on Twitter for saying that. It's, I'm just kidding. It's all in good fun. Just I'm sure cool. he's probably heard that once or twice. Yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah. Christine points out that if Mike's back on Twitter, he'll push the envelopes right to the edge and beyond. He won't be he, on it for long. He wouldn't be say. on it for long, exactly. Yeah. Well, look, that was cool. I don't know why I didn't realize that the We the Patriots event was like June 2nd and 3rd. For some reason, I thought it was like right in between 10 other trips that I had, and that's kind of on the tail end. So it is possible we can make that happen. Uh, so we'll follow up and confirm that, and then it'll add to the upcoming events tab at robertscottbell.com, which, by the way, if you haven't checked it out, there's a lot of cool stuff online as well that you don't have to travel to go to. And so it's not just about, you know, everybody that, uh, you know, likes to travel, and there's some of you that don't. And I understand why. Um, you don't have to go to events all the time. You can do them from the comfort of your own home as well. That's right. And uh, let's see what is going on out there. The Fasting Lifestyle Summit that's going on right now, right? March 20th through 26th. We're in that mm -hmm. right now. Uh, osteoporosis and Bone Health 2.0 is coming up later in March, early April. These are free events, online events. And if you click uh, through and uh, you'll have access to watch everything there, that helps us out as well. We've got the Nutritional Frontiers mind, body, soul restoration. You know what I like to do, Super D, and I always hesitate to ask you to do one more thing, but three events in Virginia, they each have their own link, of course, at uh, emord4va.com. Okay. Um, we need them up What if that. I put yeah. a banner yeah. to those events, and if they clicked on it, it would take them to all three? That's fine. Yeah, yeah. Because okay. it is something that I've just gotten some of the itineraries, and I am uh, like the MC of those three events. Uh, and I'll be doing a few things in there to support them. And we'll be broadcasting live those three days on that Virginia tour. That's the 29th, 30th, and 31st. And then we head down to Clearwater Beach to be with our pal Jamie Dorley and many of our friends, Joe Messino, Tracy Straub, Judy Mikovits, and more uh, for the Mind, Body, Soul Restoration. A couple of days on the beach won't be bad at that point. And uh, then you come back and, well, online summits in April. The Neurometabolic Summit is, is coming up, and that's online. And then... The premier gathering for Utah's only true national, natural, I should say, health conference, uh, April 21st and 22nd, BeHealthyUtah.com. In fact, I was at an uh, event uh, in preparation for this, and Super D, I tried the new, the renewed, revitalized um, formula, Cardio Miracle. You know, they were oh, yeah. the erythritol. They were already right. doing it before that stupid article came out. You got out. to try it? 
I did. It was, ah. it, it's absolutely fantastic. They, they did it with organic stevia and monk fruit and mm-hmm. nailed it. It is just great because there are people that are sensitive or hypersensitive to even low levels of erythritol. So it's a good move and it tastes just for me as great as it was even better. Uh, so uh, yeah. I'm thrilled about that. That's good. I haven't been able to get any yet. I'm almost out, but I, okay. I'm curious what it what it tastes like. Well, your next batch will have that. So yeah, we need to cool. put that in. Also, uh, we do need to announce two days from this live broadcast on the 21st of March, on the 23rd of March, a Thursday, we're going to be doing an online webinar on Cardio Miracle. We've got new information related to some of the ingredients and their benefit for those suffering with PTSD. So more than all of the other benefits we've described, and there's plenty of them, now we've got some angles and perspectives on those that are suffering. And there are so many, not just people that have been in war settings, but there's a lot of things that result in PTSD symptoms. And we'll talk about some more understanding, some more details as to how this can also be a great assist uh, in dealing with PTSD. So my buddy Stanford Graham is going to join us on that one. And you can sign up for free. Super Don, you're going to be sending out an email blast soon. Yeah, as soon as I get the info from uh, from Elizabeth, I'll send that out. Okay, excellent. Now, right after the uh, Utah event, we're, we're headed back to Nashville. And I can't wait to see many of my nurse friends as well, Kimberly Overton, Nurse Michelle, and many others that are going to be there at the Functional Medicine Summit and Expo. And that's the 28th, 29th, and 30th of April. Judy Mikovits will be there. Uh, Dr. John Wisher, Witcher will be there. He's running for governor of Mississippi. We still haven't had him on the show, and I'd love to get him on the show soon, too. Christina Parks, PhD, uh, Dr. James Thorpe, who's amazing, we've had on, uh, Christina Rom, PhD, Dr. Ed Group. There's a lot of good friends that we have that we haven't talked to, Dr. David Brownstein. And uh, there are CMEs available or will be available for the, the medical and nursing professionals uh, that need that. So you'll have a, a, an efficient use of your time as well there. I'll be speaking and I'll be emceeing at that event. I'd love to see you in Nashville for that. And then uh, I guess that would be April. So May is looking a little quieter. Other than that, what we've learned about the June 2nd and 3rd event in Boise, Idaho, which I, I'm right. having we're going to add. Yeah, just let, let me know when that's confirmed, and I'll put that up there. Yeah, and then the Goody Farms Homestead is in July, the 14th through the 16th, and that is uh, going to be a, a weekend of music and, and learning and education and eating organic pie. I, I, I want to win the all-you-can-eat organic pie. What a pie. bummer it would be if you showed up there and there was, there was no, no pie. organic pie. Oh, it would be a scandal an absolute scandal, but Leslie would never do that. She would never do that. Did, did she submit, submit her latest uh, stay at home mom podcast to you? Not yet. Soon. Okay. Yep. So she's also on the podcast network of the Robert Scott Bell podcast network, along with uh, the preacher and the Polish girl, Mark and Ula Tinsley. And then we have an event in September already scheduled the 14th through the 17th uh, Las Vegas biomed expo. Um, and that is, uh, let's see. Yeah. July, no, September 14th through 17th. September. You know what I, what I want to add? I think I sent to you the possibility that I may be going back to the what they call the Maho Show, which is the Midwest oh, region yeah. for the natural products group. You know, been going to that for yeah, and I haven't been in a year or two at least now. Yeah. And used to, used to be it would be me and Stuart Tomp we would do, be there and uh, educate and it'd be a lot of fun. So it looks like I may be going back, and that's also usually in July. But I looked; it doesn't conflict with the uh, Goody Farms Homestead or rsb family union so that's okay so we'll have to look at maybe adding that as well so there's you think you're up to date and then suddenly you're not up to date so please stay in touch with us at robertscottbell.com sign up for the newsletter as well now we have another story here coming out of the news and it's about the toxic uh, forever chemicals the pfas 
Uh, this is a Defender article. It's found, guess what, in ketchup, mayo, and other common foods. All right. Now, do you know about this combination of ketchup and, and mayo called fry sauce? <clears throat> oh, yeah. You know, Is that a West Coast thing? It might be. I've always always been a, a fan of the fry sauce. We've never had that in the East, back East. So I don't oh, know yeah. if people listening back East. Do you remember we're growing up with fry sauce? I think it's out West. But uh, again, the combination of ketchup and mayo, make sure it's organic and doesn't have PFAS in it, please. Of course, fry sauce is not just ketchup and mayo. Oh, I know. They, they add something else to it. But. Magic secret sauces and stuff. Yeah. I'm either I'm either a fry sauce or a ranch guy. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't mind ketchup because I don't recognize the tomatoes in it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh let's see uh data confirms uh results of prior research focused on the propensity of pfas to contaminate various pesticide products through storage containers that led the epa to issue a warning over this and you know i'm not saying as i as i throw the epa under the bus for being a captured agency that it doesn't have anything that it does right or or helpful and that's the point of Super Don, that if you trash CNN legitimately so, it doesn't mean that occasionally there's an article that's not a legitimate article. And I think that's where critical thinking skills come into play. So we look at this issue and they acknowledge that, uh, um, you know, it doesn't take much of this PFAS to create problems. But, you know, Robert, what gets me, and this is what always gets me on these articles, when we learn about some other new thing, it's like, oh, there's whatever acronym it, that this stuff has been in the stuff that we've eaten and consumed for years. Yeah. And it's like now, now it's like, oh, whoops. Oh, mm -hmm. dang. Sorry, guys. Yeah. I know, I know that we invented this great thing for some reason, you know, that seemed like it, it was a good idea at the time. Yeah. And I know that, you know, you've been eating it now for the last 20 years. Uh, we're sorry. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's like, what do you do? You know, and I, where's the accountability on this? I mean, is it just, it seems like there's this, this never ending pattern mm -hmm. of science, uh, trying to wow everybody with the latest development that they've come up with. It's this, the, you know, great and wonderful and solves all these problems and makes things more convenient or taste better or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, and then we find out decades later that we're killing ourselves again with something else again. And there's no, uh, there's just, Whoops, that's just how it is. Well, our 20th century love affair with petrochemicals uh, is, uh, you know, certainly brought rise to the commonplace C word cancer at all ages, not just old people, but uh, at all ages. And, you know, they did test on uh, things that were in glass containers that were not contaminated. They put them in some of these plastic jugs and different things to find out that over time there would things, there would be things leaching in from those plastics. Uh, including the PFAS. So, um, you know, the tomatoes, ketchup even, and things like that. Now, I've also talked about the need for, if you utilize a silver product, like bioactive silver hydrosol, why they package in glass, not plastic, because you don't have those contaminants leaching in. And unfortunately, there are, you know, legitimate companies out there producing silver products that will still put stuff in plastic because it's cheaper, convenient, or they didn't really look or care to look into the issue of contamination. And that's where, you know, I, I find that the, the principled stance that natural immunogenics takes to keep it clean all the way through to your utilization is rare because so many companies will just go, no, 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 we could save money if we do it this way. And they don't. So shout out to Sovereign Copper, Sovereign Silver, Argent 23 for doing it right and validating how they do it as well. 
Now, in terms of removing the PFASs, that's what we're talking about, detox pathways. Uh, I mentioned the use of the NRDMG from uh, Nutritional Frontiers as a strategy to address like the glyphosate exposure and more. And I just got word right before we went to air, uh, my daughter's defending her senior thesis on Friday. Yes, they make her do a senior thesis. It's 29 pages long. She said it only had to be 20. And her focus is on why organic food is so important. And she goes into the controversies of glyphosate. Uh, she even uh, interviewed our good friend, Dr. Ravi Kulasekara, to gain information understanding about the experiment, so-called experiment in Sri Lanka, where, remember, the, the, they were trying to hi- heighten their ESG scores in their set, and they went all organic suddenly. Mm-hmm. And, and the country, you know, people went hungry. It was a disaster. And so even as we've talked about a laudable goal of going organic, to do it all in one fell swoop is, 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 is stupid. It's a disaster. So she even engages in that. And I thank Dr. Ravi because she really got a lot from that. And she, you know, as I was trying to explain it to her, she's like, dad, I just don't understand. I was like, we, we need to get Dr. Ravi on the phone. And he did, he spent time with her. And so, uh, she was going to do it on Friday during the show, our show. And I was like bummed out. I'm like, I'm not going to go see it. So she called right before and said the teacher allowed her to switch with somebody. So she's going to be doing it before the show Friday. So I'll get to see it. Nice. on video but that that's kind of cool because she's lived her whole life eating organically it, it isn't like uh, it's a foreign concept to her and she knows how her body reacts when she doesn't eat that way some would say you curse your daughter or son too because you have the only organic but i've given them an opportunity like i didn't have as a child to understand the relationship to toxic chemicals even at parts per million how a healthy body strongly rejects it and you, and you get symptoms, and that's not a sign of weakness, that's a sign of strength. But in this world where we assume that if you don't have symptoms after eating a McDeath burger, that you're somehow healthier, uh, you know, we've got to look a little bit deeper into the reality of toleration of toxic chemicals and poisons and move beyond that. So let's see, what else we got going on? We're almost out of time in the first hour. How did we get here? This went fast. It happened. We do have a question of the day. You want to hold that over to? Yeah, we'll uh, go into hour two. Yeah, okay. a question of the day. And I think we have a comment of the day from down under, our, <clears throat> our uh, the Robert Scott Bell Show Poet Laureate from, yes. from Australia has struck yes. again. Who needs Maya Angelou? We got, we got, uh, we, we've got. Our last Lord. name is Pete, right? Uh, I don't know. I usually don't do people's last names. Oh, you don't? I'm sorry. But she she's it's Linda. Linda Down hmm. Under, yes. Linda from Down Under, and she's written another brilliant poem that made me and Super D and my wife laugh a lot and, uh, and appreciate her so much uh, for uh, bringing some poetry levity to the Robert Scott Bell Show. So we'll read that sometime in the next hour, if not in the bonus round. So you want to stick around for that. Thank you again to Brian Festa for joining us uh, in hour one here uh, from WeThePatriotsUSA.org. Uh, Next hour, Stephanie Ray, Trinity School Graduate Spotlight. I love highlighting the body, mind, spirit uh, thing that's happening through Trinity and all the wonderful people that have come through the programs and all they're doing. So we'll talk with Stephanie Ray in hour two as well. We got a lot more healing to go on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Thanks for being here. The power to heal is yours. You know, on uh, Sunday's broadcast, we did have a, a, a new actual full hour of uh, 
content. Super Don insisted that I do it despite the fact that I was exhausted beyond belief. But hey, he was on vacation. What, what did he know? And a lot of it ended up centering on. Well, now, come on. What? Let's, what? I did not. I'm not. I told you we could run an encore, but you chose to record yes. the hour anyway. See, so all right. All right. I wasn't a slave driver. I wasn't beating you over the head with a stick. Damn it. You can't. You I didn't can't make you like do I anything. You I can call you out. You can't call me out. That's the rule. New oh, rule. is that is that is that the rule? Well, it's true. You you had said, "Hey, you <laughs> could do this," and I'm like, like oh. "No, I like I want to take a nap, right?" Yeah. And then I said, and I opened the thing, and I said, "It'll still be a quick hit on the news." And you're like looking at the the file; it's 56 minutes long. <laughs> I was not. Well, I'm listening to it. I'm like. A quick hit? When, yeah. when did this become a quick hit on the news? I thought it would be. I thought I'd stop at 10 minutes and be done, and it didn't happen that Nobody way. Nobody wants to watch 10 minutes on Sunday, then at least an hour. You want at least an hour. Okay, so I gave it to you. So, and, and, all right. So A yes. lot of it ended up, ta- I was talking about uh, the antibiotic issue, because there was an article about, oh, the antibiotics, are, we don't have enough in the pipeline, there's resistance, and so... I would urge you, if you haven't seen Sunday's show, that would be what, the uh, 19th or 20th, 19th, that would be the 19th of uh, March. You might not be expecting it because a lot of times we've done encores for our GCN uh, radio broadcast and I, I put a, a new hour together thanks to Super D's. You know, and encores are going to be an exception now on yeah. Sunday. This is yeah. our goal that uh, Sunday yeah. is going to be another show. It's good. It may be just an hour show. Yeah. On Sundays, but it's going to be a new show. We reserve yeah, so. the right to do one hour instead of two. We do. <laughs> it's a lot. I mean, putting this on. So I, I just kept going. You're right. I didn't intend to. Honestly, that's why I said that. I'm like, I think it'll be a quick hit. And then I'm like 56 minutes later. I guess it wasn't. Uh, but we open uh, this hour of the show. And why I bring that up is because a headline reads from on United Propaganda International, UPI, uh, Candida Oris is a new urgent antimicrobial resistant threat. It's according to the Centers for Disease Creation and Promotion, CDC. You've heard of them, right? And, and every time I see one of these articles, I'm like, man, this is misinformation and disinformation. And it's coming from the CDC. Not that on one level, they don't believe it's really a threat. I, I, I believe that most of them there do believe it's a threat because they are completely either what you call tunnel visioned or they're wearing pharmaceutical horse blinders. That is, they've come to believe with all of their being, that the only way to manage or address or reverse a quote-unquote acute infectious disease, or chronic for that matter, is a drug, is an antimicrobial drug of some kind, usually very liver toxic, and uh, well, side effects galore that are direct effects that are not marketable. And so as I see this C-Oris spreads at an alarming rate, according to their study, and it's in the Annals of Internal Medicine, uh, am I concerned? Should you be concerned? No. Because you have tools, because you listen to the Robert Scott Bell Show. Silver will take care of this, won't it? Silver is a broad-spectrum antimicrobial. It works against, yes, bacterial species, but also fungal species like all of the yeast, the varieties. They are all vulnerable to the bioactive state of silver. And, you know, I mentioned earlier today about, I think just before we went to break, about uh, even, you know, there are a number of companies that produce colloidal silver products, but they don't, they're compromised, even if they mean well, because they often package in plastic, which degrades maybe something that has some level of bioavailability, which is why I defer continually to the bioactive silver hydrosol packaging glass. So we have the ability to do that. And I'm not saying it's the only thing. I, and and in, the, in my Sunday show, I think I, I mentioned um, other things. I think I mentioned Allison stabilized garlic. There are many immunomodulatory agents, agents um, 
Uh, oil of oregano is pretty potent. I just find silver to be the easiest thing to use coming in water as opposed to a, you know, harshness and intensity of, of other substances. And they can work. I don't dispute that homeopathically. What have I done? The classic infection response remedies. And I try to focus simply to get you started by keeping the mention to the heap sulfur calcarium, heap sulfur. It's not a sulfur drug and phosphorus, homeopathic phosphorus. In fact, I, uh, I took homeopathic phosphorus just the other day. I was having some lingering sinus issues from like weeks ago. It was like whatever it was that happened. You know, I, I mentioned when I got back from a trip, I was sitting next to a guy who was sniffling the entire flight. And, you know, it, it just, it was a real observation for me because I remembered in that moment how much that was me normally in my first 24 years of life, always sniffle, sniffle, sniffle all the time because I was always congested. There was always sinus issues. And so the next day, suddenly I had a sinus issue. Now, whether arguably it was because this guy was snot next to me or it was something else, I don't know. My wife thinks that that guy probably just got a booster and he shed all over me, possibly. I can't dispute it. I don't know. But ended up with this thing and, you know, I got through it, but I had just some lingering. I'm like, dude, there's still some stuff real deep in my sinuses. And the other day I was blowing, like, have you ever like blew, blew your nose intensely? Like, you know, it's really deep and you're trying to come on, get out. Is this a gross discussion, Super Don? Or are you just ignoring me? You don't like me talking about snot in your nose? Um, well, snot well, happens, you know, I mean, does it does happen. So but I'm asking you sincerely, do you ever remember blowing your nose so hard? You, you got a nosebleed. Yes. Well, uh, from blowing your nose. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if I ever remember doing that. I remember having getting bloody nose from having a sinus infection, but okay. it was usually because it got really dry. Yeah. But in, no. in this case, it was rattling deep in the sinuses. It wasn't like in the external mm. nares, as they call it uh, out here, but it was in deep in the sinus cavity. I could feel it and it was coming out. And I'm sorry to gross you all out. There's a little blood in it. I'm like, oh, I must have baby busted some blood vessels just because I was in so intense. Like, get out of my body. And, right. <laughs> and that happened. So I took, of course, the homeopathic remedy for bleeding uh, phosphorus as well. It's not just an anti-infection. It's a systemic inflammation response, et cetera. And it's one of those remedies indicated in that case. So that was another classic example of me responding with a homeopathic remedy. It was a short-lived thing done over. And now I'm back. And there's the dog who's back. His new name, I think Virality. My daughter, Virality. My Laura's here. Anyway. Okay. So yeah, stop stop running uh, and hiding from uh, well, Candida Oris. And let me tell you that the the whole reason why I even covered this uh, story was because everybody's covering it right now. Every every news I just saw it over and over and over and over on every feed that I that I go through when I'm looking at show prep. Yeah, and so I was like, well, this is a thing. Um, you know, I mean, they're really covering this hard. I think for one of the reasons why is because you know it's a fungus, and a lot of the headlines that I saw. We're talking about, oh, the de deadly fungus, yeah. the serious, you know, fungus. CDC is warning about a fungus. And fungus is cool right now. It's cool. Because of that of that TV show. Uh, it's called The Last of Us, I think. Oh, isn't that like it's a fungus plague or something? It is. It is. It's it's uh, I'm a cordyceps. It a zombie show? It was, it's or? a cordyceps that uh, because of, they say, climate change, Mm -hmm. um because the temperature went up a certain amount so like that that it, it mutated okay and became something that was like a predator and it was spreading from person to person 
because you know there are funguses out there in in the in the insect world that can uh, attack an insect and basically turn it into a zombie, and it makes the the yeah the insect... we covered that we showed yeah, right. video of that. So uh, this is I think I, I want want to say this is the reason why they are covering this to the extent that they are because people are now looking at fungus programming differently fear. than they used to. Programming fear, the fear of the fungus, the fear of the virus, the fear of the bacteria. That's or right. fear, fear, fear. And talk about fear. The vaccine manufacturers are now prepping a bird flu shot for humans just in case. Just in case. Just well, in you case. You know, be prepared. Isn't that what the Boy Scouts, that's Boy Scout motto? Well, that's what gain of function is all about. Just in case this happens naturally, <laughs> we're going to create it artificially and unleash it on you. And then we'll have the shot that doesn't work that Fauci says, we've been working on for 20 years of science, right? Yesterday, that clip that we played in the bonus round, was that interesting? Visiting like people on the street, you know, and, and this oh, guy. Oh yeah, that made it on Dredge today. Yeah. Did it really? Yeah. yeah it did. Dude. And it's like, nope, don't trust it. You guys are selling fear. And that's a good sign. At the same time, I think there was a story. Did we cover that yesterday or something that, and maybe we didn't get to it. But it was it was talking about percentages of people that are, are are less likely, old people less likely to get the vaccines. I think we didn't cover yes. that aspect of it because there's one I'd say controversial, but it's just hey, this is what happened in the study. They said uh, more black people, older black people, were accepting of the vaccines than the general population. Mm-hmm. I thought, wow, what a reversal! And those old people know more than any they should know the history of the pharmaceutical industrial complex and the government collusion to experiment on them. And not tell them they were being experimented upon. And yet they're going, we're, they're more likely to take the vaccines. Mm-hmm. So fear has perpetrated that culture. And it, it, it's a, not a, not, no longer a fear of government and medicine like it should be, but a fear of the flu, for instance, or the fear of a bird flu in this case. Could they frighten us again? Uh, and, you know, the thing is, and we, we got Joel Salatin scheduled, I think, tomorrow. And, you know, the question is, why do they make you kill a billion birds? Why don't you find out the ones that are sick and deal with that? No, slaughter them all so everybody's hungry. And then we'll come to your backyards, too, if we can if we can get away with it. Do you understand what this is? An attempt to starve you out through your fear of germs. And if you're still afraid of these germs, if you still play along with their charade. Do you know how many birds? I just looked this up because I knew it was a huge number, but I wanted to get the, the number right. Yeah. Uh, according to this, what I'm, I'm here for the uh, the bird flu, avian influenza last year, two, uh, 2022. Yeah. They killed more than 49 million birds. What was that all? In 46 states. Yeah. Uh, they say either died as a result of the bird flu or were called, culled, killed yeah. due to exposure. But you know what? We can address bird flu homeopathically. We can address bird flu with silver in their water supply. I mean, I mean, this is ridiculous. Also, of course, the factory farms where this primarily proliferates. How's that for an alliteration? The factory farms feeding them garbage in, in inhumane and in birdane uh, living conditions. I made that word up, I think. Does that makes sense. What was it again? Say it again. Inhumane, in birdane living conditions. In birdane? Yeah. Kind of an offshoot of inhumane living conditions. Okay. But you know, the factory, the CAFO farms, and we'll talk to Joel Salatin about this when you deal with these infections that run roughshod through there. And then they say, we got to kill all the birds. It's like, what idiotic stupidity is that? Of course, you've created unhealthy birds by virtue of the way you're raising them and feeding them. Why not look to uh, grow them differently? No, no, no. Just kill them all. 
even the organic ones, if we can get away with it and make everybody hungry, let's go to their backyard and take those out too. But we have the ability to address that for, for pennies on the dollar with the use of silver in the colloidal state and or homeopathic remedies. Of course, you know what they're going to do. What are they going to do? I mean, listen, I'm pretty good at these predictions, but not that it's that much of a leap that it's, it's yeah. anything to be uh, bragging about. Mm -hmm. But how, how long will it take before they've got mRNA technology for stuff like that? Sure, like birds and animals and stuff, if they don't already, I don't know. Integrate new DNA protein synthesis in these animals that you're going to eat? I don't think so. But you're right. That's where they'll likely go. It's very profitable and unfortunately also very deadly, which we've seen manifest in the era of mRNA injections. And yet Fauci on that little video clip on the street the other day saying, yep, we've been working on this 20 years of science, he says. Really? And it resulted in that product? You suck, mister. And not in a good way, in any good way. Nothing that could be resembling good about what Fauci has said or does or promotes. And he's just one of many that do this. So, by the way, did Trump get arrested today? Is that the, what's the story? Are no, actually, I read something that said that, that um, the, uh, the grand jury ended up wanting to hear testimony from one more witness. Okay. So it looks like it has postponed the arrest. Okay. If it's going to happen uh, for at least a few days. Squirrel, right? They want to yeah. linger this in the front yeah. page of the news to distract us. Did from you see else. they were setting up barricades and, and all this stuff around the, the courthouse and people were starting to show up and <laughs> I read something, something Man, else earlier about bomb threats or something. I don't just know. another setup to make it, you know, anybody who doesn't believe in Democrats is a, is a terrorist. Domestic terrorist. terrorist. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Exactly. It's amazing. In the meantime, the banks get bailed out. Your money gets worth less and less. You can buy less and less with the money you think you're earning. And if you allow them to digitize your identification and then they usher in central bank digital currency, uh, close the book on slavery, it's back and it's digital and it's all they need. They don't need to put you in a prison camp. They just lock down your ability to use any money anywhere unless you start now. Don't start growing food when you're hungry. It's too late. Don't start practicing exchanging things other than Federal Reserve notes when you have to, because it's too late. You've got to put this stuff into practice, whatever it is, whether it be junk, silver, dimes, or goldbacks, or eggs. Come back to that reality and start practicing it now. Find independent mom and pop businesses that are open to that and start doing it, establishing that level of community and communication and economic interface. If you try to do it when you suddenly have to, it's going to screeching halt everything. And then we are in the zombie apocalypse officially, not subtly, but overtly. So that's just another thing I had to share, a little public service announcement. Uh, what do we got here? Baxter and COVID-19 machine, um, bird flu. Uh, yeah. How about a question of the day? Oh, let's do a question of the day. Yeah. Well, who's this from? Diane. Diane's writing in. Hi, Robert. I'm having a tooth pulled soon. Uh, it has a root canal, and I think it is time to go. I'm wondering if there are homeopathic remedies you would suggest, besides Arnica, what suggestions would you have for pain relief instead of narcotics, inflammation, and antibiotics? Uh, would sovereign silver swishing be helpful for healing? My bio biological dentist will be using ozone and platelet-rich plasma. 
Look for the PRF because PRF is a step beyond the PRP. That was the original phase. Maybe they're doing that, but to aid in healing, Diane. So when you're dealing with uh, uh, maybe an abscess tooth to a root canal, um, heparosulfur is still the homeopathic remedy. It's most, con- you know, most in- indicated. Uh, the silver, of course, swishing and swirling and pooling around that tooth, that can buy you time and relieve some of the suffering along the way. But I agree, if you have a dead tooth, which is a root canal tooth, and it's giving you problems. And I think they all give you problems, but some are more subtle th- than others. You know, you don't notice the problems that are related to meridian connections. Those have written books about this subject. Uh, a lot of breast cancer issues related to, for instance, uh, root canals that are left in. I would say, yes, in, in case of uh, a pain, Arnica, of course, is the big one. One of the other big ones for nerve pain is... Do you, do you remember uh, the controversies of uh, hypericum perforatum? You know what that is, Super Don? This is a question I haven't asked you in a while. Hypericum perforatum is what in, in English? The herb what? Hypericum perforatum. Hypericum. It's been a long time. It's I named, don't remember. Named after a saint. Now saint? Saint? Uh, Nicholas. Saint Nicholas. Same so when have I ever talked about a homeopathic remedy named St. <laughs> I don't know. Saint I don't John's know. Wart. So St. John's Wart, yeah. Yeah, I knew you knew yeah. that. I just caught you off guard. That's um that's the one that you can use for uh for mild uh depression. depression right. Yeah. Exactly. So in a homeopathic form, it's indicated for nerve pain, nerve injury. And of course, when you're dealing with a tooth extraction, that's that plays its role. Now, remember when my son, this was back in Florida, got his wisdom teeth removed. And I believe that's what, yeah, that's what it was. And if, other than the uh, the painkillers that they inject, like the carbocaine, novocaine, whatever canes they are, to you know deaden the nerve, I don't know how to do it without that. I know there are people that say they can. More power to you if you can. But outside of that, uh, they give you typ- typically non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs like uh, ibuprofen or things like that. And my son didn't want to take any of that. And he got on CBD and Kratom. For 24 hours. And yeah, it was a little bothersome, but he didn't have to resort to the NSAIDs in that entire time. And by the time 24 hours was gone, he was like, I'm pretty good. CBD and Kratom. So uh, whether it works with you at that level, Diane, I would say that would be very, very indicated after the uh, extraction is done. And what level, you're going to have to find out what it is. The good news is Kratom, even though it tends to work with the opiate receptors, doesn't cause a shutdown. Like actual opiates that can cause you to stop breathing. Kratom doesn't do that. And uh, again, my experiences with CBD and Kratom has been fantastic. Were there any other uh, aspects to that question? I'm just looking. Can you make that big again, just in case I missed anything? I don't want to miss anything. Uh, let's see. Does inflammation and antibiotics. Well, the silver afterwards, yes, would be helpful for accelerating recovery. Of course, you you want to be careful when they use the PRP or PRF afterwards, they place it, you know, they use the blood, the clot, and whatever, and place it in the uh, in the area. So it, and, and I had to have that tooth removed. I don't know, was it a year ago now? Uh, and they used the PRF and uh, it healed up r- rather nicely. And I was using the silver throughout the recovery process. And I was using the uh, uh, Kratom and CBD. I don't even remember all that I was using at that time, but I, other than that injection, but it, it, it was a, it was a bit annoying for the first 24 to 48 hours, depending on your tolerance for pain. I cried like a little girl, probably. I don't remember at this point. My <laughs> my wife will remind me. What was it like when I recovered from that thing? I don't I remember. Cried like a little probably girl. Did, I probably did the show that afternoon, uh, for all I know. See, now that's not crying like a little girl. 
Yeah. That, I, that's the Robert Scott bill. I know. Possibly anyway, you know, going in there, I'm not going to win the challenge of the week this week. You'll be happy to know. It's really? A, what well, happened? It, it's no, it's, it, it's, I can't count fast enough. So it's, it's a, a, on the speed bag, it's a speed bag thing. And I can, I can hit 500 to 600 straight just for, for, a, you know, the three minutes. And there are people are faster than that, but it's pretty good for the gym I'm at. But it's a three, one, two, three, one, 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 two, three, one, one. And after every one, one, that counts as one. And and I'm like trying to count while I'm doing it. And it throws off my rhythm. <laughs> I'm like, forget it. I'm not even going to, unless somebody counts for me. And that's like me being a diva. Well, how, how, do you, how do you, is it like the honor system or something like that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, no, it's totally the honor system. You can make up a number. You could. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. No, I mean, and that's the thing. It's funny because there's inter-gym politics where like people suspect certain people of just inflating numbers. Mm-hmm. And um, I've got a good reputation, thankfully, because I'm like, I don't win just to win. I really want to win honestly. That's just me. I'm like, if right. I don't win, I don't win. I'm like, right. dude, you did better. But other people are not like <clears> that. <throat> They'll tell me, oh yeah, that person, they just they just add up numbers. I'm like, you know, it. I just laugh it off because- you know, the people know who's really doing it and who isn't. But for me, it's like, I don't mind losing. It's just like, if I think I can win, yeah, I'm going to try. It's awesome. It's fun. So uh, you're but, more competing with yourself than you are against other people. Yeah. But I, but I said to uh, Amanda, my friend who will win, she did a hundred, you know, one, two, three, one, one, a hundred times through. That's really, she's fast. Um, but I couldn't count fast enough. I did only 77. Um, but I could, if she counted, I might could get into the nineties. That's what I'm thinking. But she's she's faster. Gotcha. Anyway, <laughs> inter gym politicking and inter gym politics. You know, we talk politics every once in a while, but that's yeah. the first, right, I think. But for the most part, everybody it takes it in good humor, and it's not overwhelmingly obsessive, you know, in that regard. But uh, I, I like the people there. We have a good time, and, and I hope you'll find a place that you can enjoy uh, working out, Super Don. One day, one day. At least go One for a walk. Day. Your wife. Today. Sometimes. Maybe even It's not that day. Not that, that day. Today. <laughs> Did it snow and ice up there by you? Today? No. No, it's our second day of being dry, which means I got to go out and try and do something in the yard if I can before it rains tomorrow. But yeah. Um, today, because, you know, I was gone over uh, Friday. Yeah. Uh, Friday was, was uh, Riley's birthday. Oh, how old is Riley now? Yeah, she's five. My God, and it's it was also St. Patrick's Day, really? but they were gone. They were um they oh. were down in Disneyland. So we've got everybody coming over tonight, and we're doing our belated uh Happy St. Patrick's birthday. Day, Happy Birthday, birthday party. Okay, for Riley, because St. Patrick's Day is a big deal in this house, if you recall. Gotcha. Yeah. <sighs> so corned beef and cabbage tonight. All right, this afternoon I've got to do. A, let's see, what kind of training is that? A copper training. I'm going to be doing. That's a remote. Oh, there's something happening this evening. Uh, let's see, 8.30 p.m. Eastern time, 5.30 Pacific, a Zoom meeting. Let's see, what is this? Uh, RSB is on Freedom Lovers Canada. Apparently, it's a Zoom meeting. They have regular meetings, and uh, I'm going to be on that. It's uh, So 8.30 Eastern time, 5.30 p.m. Pacific. I don't know how to connect people to this Freedom Lovers Canada thing if they want to participate. It's free, as far as I know, by a Zoom. So maybe okay. it's on Telegram. It might be a Telegram channel. Check out Freedom. Yeah, Lover. I don't know. I'm unfamiliar with that one. Yeah. So I'll be doing that this afternoon. It'll be a busy afternoon as well. And uh, as you said, tomorrow, Joel Salatin. Oh, I got to record with Dr. Robert Verkirk from the Alliance for Natural Health. 
uh, international and he's in town uh, or in the U S or Canada or Mexico. I don't know, somewhere in our time zone. So we're going to have him on for, I think Tuesday when I'm traveling next Tuesday. So anyway, I want to show you guys something real quick. And we, we have our, uh, Steph, our Stephanie Ray, but Trinity School of Natural Health, Stephanie Ray joining us. I don't see her camera working, Super Don. Yeah, I, no, it's I, working. I got, I got it on this end. Yep. Good. Okay, thank you. Um, but I just want to mention and shout out to my good friend, Babri. And again, I'm, I'm eternally grateful for him. His Folium PX is what got my mom back on the dance floor at 89 or 88 to 89. Two weeks on this Folium PX. This happened in December. She got on it finally. And she called me, she says, I'm sleeping more soundly and I'm waking up and I have more energy. And, you know, a couple of weeks later on January 1st, 2023, this Folium PX product, and I'm going to show you the three products that she's on. She went out and danced on New Year's Day, 2023, for the first time in a long time to celebrate the new year. And then later in the month, on the 29th of January, she turned 89 and she went out and danced at her friend's uh, theater. They were playing a, a movie with Fred Astaire. Was it Ginger Rogers as well? It was a 1934 film. And that was when she was born, 1934. And she was, uh, while the movie was playing, we showed it. She was dancing uh, with someone. Uh, it was amazing. So the Folium PX super antioxidant, this is a Chernobyl level antioxidant to counteract the, even like I talk about the dioxin. But when I say Chernobyl level, that means it's going to bind even radiational components. Then the secondary uh, one after you do the first one is the super antioxidant immuno. Folium Immuno. It's a three-pronged approach, and uh, it is life-altering in a positive and powerful way. And then finally, there's the Folium Relax, uh, dealing with a lot of issues of stress and other things in on top of it. And it's a it's a wonderful herbal food formula. And again, super potent antioxidant option that you have. And I'm encouraging you to look into that because if it can help my mom dance again at 89, what can it help you do? Seriously, think about that. Uh, with that, I want to say thanks to our friends at uh, Nutritional Frontiers real quick. They're going to be hosting us uh, in, uh, I want to say Cocoa Beach all the time. I don't know why I want to say that, but it is not Cocoa Beach. <laughs> it's on the other coast of Florida, and it is in uh, Clearwater Beach. And that's the, the fir- 31st of March, but I'll be flying down the 1st, uh, 1st and 2nd of April. And I want to see you there. And RSB15 is the 15% discount code, even on sale items. So if they're already 15 to 20% off, take another 15 off with the code RSB15, including the inner DMG product, the Air Max, a lot of allergy formulas, great stuff. And uh, shout out to them and thanks. Now, as we travel forward and to figure out what do you want to do with the rest of your life? Many of you who are fans of this show are called to heal in some way, shape or form, whether it's yourself or others in your family or friends or community, or you just have this inclination. It's like, I've learned so much. I want to help others to do the same or better. Well, if you haven't already taken coursework from Trinity School of Natural Health, what are you waiting for? You can be out there helping people like our guest right now, joining us, a Trinity graduate. It's our spotlight. Stephanie Ray joins us here on the Robert Scott Bell Show. We have her linked up in the show notes at robertscottbell.com. She's doing amazing work and I'm honored to have her on and spotlight all the good stuff she's doing stephanie welcome to the robert scott bell show thank you so much it's great to be here what you got behind you on the shelves there i see already a couple of rows of things are those essential oils no they're chinese blends um they're formulas that i've made um and you know trinity was a big part in my education uh i originally started as a in traditional chinese medicine and biochemistry and so what you see behind me is what I was able to put together through all my educations and, um, you know, create a, a company. 
So did you have a background in biochemistry before you went to Trinity? I did. I did. Uh, I was fortunate that um, I had a dad that was uh, a motorcycle riding desert kind of dude. <laughs> and uh, I started racing at seven mm-hmm. in Enduros here on the deserts in California. Wow. And in between races, I would wander and I would pick chaparral and sage and all kinds of herbs and, you know, put them between my little legs and hold them to the gas tank and ride back into camp. And there was a um, rider who had a girlfriend who was an herbalist Mm. and she was from Mexico and she taught me what these herbs did. Um, And mostly, you know, as a little kid, you don't know what, why, you know, things. I thought she was teaching me how to smell with my hands, with my fingers. Yeah. And I could, you know, so when she was saying something was astringent, I could feel uh, that it was astringent or if it was nourishing. And so, you know, fast forward, you know, 20 years, I had just a love of herbs and herbology and biochemistry and and here I am today at 57. Hey, we share that. How cool is that? Hey. We came onto this planet about the same time. That's awesome. So That's awesome. when did you connect with Trinity School? Obviously, you were learning in, in like, I think, a spirit-led learning to, to encounter people that knew things. And, you know, I learned homeopathy studying 10 years with a homeopathic uh, master in, in, in a master-apprentice relationship. Like, you never learn anymore. And to some degree... Um, yeah, I wish we had more of that kind of training, but it still led you to a little bit more formalized education mm-hmm. with Trinity. Yeah, it's true. Um, I started working for Ron T. Garden, um, you know, from Dragon Herbs, and I started his um, catalog with him and, you know, got a, a list from San Diego and one from New York and let them know the catalog was available. And suddenly, you know, he had this booming mail order business. And then I met my um, now former husband, but Dr. Timothy Ray, and I apprenticed under him for 14 years. So Mm. we had five clinics in Santa Monica. Wow. And we practiced traditional Chinese medicine, biochemistry, acupuncture. Uh, We did ozone bagging. We had a sound table that Tibetan monks would chant through and, you know, do do um, all of the um, uh, stems and branches type of acupuncture that really take you out into like the dream world. Without, uh, without, yeah. without the mushrooms? <laughs> without the mushrooms, without the special mushrooms, different kind of mushrooms. We had, you know, have always used adaptogens. So mm-hmm. your reishi, your maitake, Coriolis versicolor, which is turkey tail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then when I was 50, I heard about Trinity and what it did for me was put all of that knowledge that was informal Mm -hmm. slash formal. I mean, you can't kind of call clinic informal because you're like on the firing line with patients. But what it did was it really um, amalgamated everything really nicely. It made became this really beautiful blend of traditional Chinese medicine. And I learned kinesiology and all of the ways of um, naturopathy. And I just found they were perfect Mm. together. Yeah, I I like that. Well, you took this practical real world knowledge, you went to Trinity and it got even more formalized and orchestrated in a way that you can come out. And how did it change your interface with the the world that you had already been interacting with? I mean, it's obviously added to your equation and what you can do. 
Yeah. Actually, I think probably the biggest thing it did was, is had me realize that it wasn't a fluke being mm -hmm. a healer. You know, there's a path that we take as healers where that meet, meets our vocation. And it was in that education that I realized, oh my gosh, this is my vocation. This is, this is real. And people need to hear from other people like me and like you who have something to share about, you know, listen, first of all, we listen to our, our clients um, and then help them, you know, through supporting with what do they need to have next? Do we need to talk about their bowels or do we need to talk about their diet? Are they moving enough? What kind of water are they drinking? Mm -hmm. and, and that's what we're here for. And, and it really solidified that for me and that, and you know what, it was really cool going back to school at 50 and realizing I was actually smarter than when I was in school in my, in my primary years. So that was another cool thing that came out of it. Dude, that's so awesome. So y'all, wherever you are in the age range that you perceive, oh, I'm too old. No, you're never too old. You're breathing. There's stuff to learn and there's exciting things you can do with that learning. And even if you have experience, and, and my point as well has been to a lot within the allopathic medical community, I think they would be uh, really in their best interest too, to go to Trinity and learn the things they never learned in medical school, nurses as well, so they can come out and meet the needs that are changing. People are asking questions like never before. Doc, do I really need that drug? Is there another way? And the doctor goes, uh, I haven't learned anything else. And so go to Trinity, for instance, but at 50, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie. There were moments where I asked myself, what was I thinking? You know, <laughs> you, you have a full-time job. I had a full-time job. I have a full-time job and then going and, you know, and I loved the in-person events. Gosh, I'd love those so much in meeting fellow students. And then the way that when you go through a module there in the mornings, we would then recap with all these stickies on the walls and you'd get a couple partners and you'd go around and you'd recap and, you know, for seven minutes every morning, there are certain little rituals that were just really key to creating community and also really having everything implant nicely in my mind about, you know, systems and how things work together. Yeah. And have you had any opportunities to do, they have the Trinity live events now in addition to the health freedom expo interacting mm -hmm. in that way. Yeah, I um, did a lot of live events getting um, my, you know, naturopathy degree. I'm a board certified naturopath. And I also do the, um, well, I do a lot of their events because I do, I believe in continuing education. So, and we do have a certain number of CEUs, um, 23 CEUs we have to keep up every year. So mm -hmm. it's a perfect time to go back and do a live event and, um, and, and you get to see people, there's new people. And then, you know, seeing all the professors that were there before, like Dr. Lauren and Jason and, and I had a great time with the Trinity live event. I got to interview all of them that were available that day. I don't know how many have eight, 10 of them on, on board. So if you guys haven't seen the Trinity uh, health freedom expo virtual event, that was a fun panel discussion we had. And a lot of it was practical. Like I'm, uh, talking with you about the fact that you've gone through Trinity come out and you actually are helping people and getting compensated for doing so. Yeah. I mean, what would you rather be doing, you know, to 
put a roof over your head and food on the table, helping people or, you know, selling cars. I mean, we need cars. I get that. We need the salespeople that do it. But when you have this affinity for life and people, I think they go hand in hand. You know, it's a really wonderful way to, to, um, gosh, you know, I really feel a part of the, of life of the planet and what's happening. I, it keeps me grounded. I'm very present. It, it's, you know, it's a wonderful education. Yeah. Wonderful. I, I love what you're doing. I love that, that you're willing to come on here and talk about it. By the way, we have a, uh, a link. Uh, it says bioray.com. Is that your personal site? That's our site. Yeah. So um, I do have a, um, a herbal company. We micronize chlorella, making it less than the width of a hair, um, breaking it down so that it binds to heavy metals and, and chemicals. And mm -hmm. it's a natural way. They remove primarily through the urinary system and decrease um, heavy metals in, in the bowel. So really easy um, on for children, for people who have, you know, GI issues, um, mm -hmm. gotten those kinds of things. We're not passing it back through that pathway, but I just scrolling down on that site and, uh, very cute names. Some of them for the bioray infant. It's, I don't know if it's available yet. It says coming soon. Uh, yeah, it's colic, a new, new line. Yeah. Colic relief, baby nourish, baby pooper. Yes. Great name <laughs> and bright baby. Uh, those will be great and helpful for a lot of people, a lot of young moms and dads and want to keep their kids healthy. And I, I think it's a natural part that we've kind of lost that that's part of our mission here at BioRay and part of our core values, which is that we remind parents and, you know, every kind of people that this was our right. We, we knew how to, you know, food was the original apothecary. Our herbs were the original apothecary. And, now we're a little bit more sophisticated. I'm talking about things like micronization and, you know, probiotic lysates and there's all this crazy new science stuff, but it's not that crazy. It's been a natural evolution. And the part that I feel is crazy is that we got away from this. We got away of, of the, from this as a system of healing and of just natural well-being, daily well-being. Like why not? Why not take herbs that help bind heavy metals every day or probiotics that help the gut flourish and, you know, herbs that help the mind, nootropics. Yeah. Why not? Stephanie, what was it like? You're still in California? I am. How, how did you do? I mean, if you're in the Santa Monica area, I mean, that's party central for a lot of woke Hollywood kind of folks that were masking and, and, and shaming and, and, you know, outing people who weren't wearing masks or getting jabs. So tell me a little bit about your experience there. Cause obviously he, I think obviously you were there before this happened. So you had a, probably a reputation in the community, uh, but how did it change if it changed at all? Well, at BioRay, we're really conscious of our place, which is to provide plant medicines for all people. And so that's always been my stance and it, everybody has a right to have access to it. And so I really have been um, conscious about, just stating the facts, you know, here's, here's what you need to, you know, if this is going on, do X, if X is going on, do Y, like it's, it hasn't been that hard for us to navigate it because I refuse to get into that, you know, tit for tat. Mm -hmm. My job is to make formulations. That's what I do. 
and I love doing it and I love talking to parents about their health. And that's where I just, I'm laser focused. And that's what we do here. We have a full customer support team and that's what they do. We give free 15 minute consultations uh, via our website. People can set up a time and that's their job. They, they go over, you know, how are the organs of elimination? Um, what symptoms are you seeing? And we can talk about symptoms all day long. If people are diagnosed with something, that's their business. But we can talk about symptoms. This is what we call structure function claims. And so that's what we address with people. And people are happy to, you know, speak that way with us. And that's it doesn't sound then you had a lot of uh, interaction with the general public walking into an office, because I think that's where I saw a lot of the conflicts occurring, the fear occurring, interacting with human beings. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> Ours is all through uh, phone consultations. Gotcha. All right. So. We're manufacturers. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we had to stay open. We were an essential business. We had to stay open the whole time. Uh, we installed air system on both floors that used a UV light to clean the air going in and going out. We kept our hands washed. You know, we're got manufacturing I, going on and we had yeah, everybody had to well. Stephanie, that you were not afraid with your knowledge, but probably people, you know, just like anybody that works in, in very mundane jobs that are part of the manufacturing process might have been. And you had to answer their concerns. That's true. We set up. Um, so what we did was we set up a tonic bar on both. We have a two story building on both floors. Mm-hmm. And I just taught everybody what to do to support their immune system, keep it balanced, keep themselves adaptable to mm-hmm. whatever they're bumping into. That's the biggest name of the game with this um, you know, virus that we're talking about, because it's down regulating in certain people and it's up regulating in other people. So what we found was adaptogenic mushrooms and things like red clover for the lymph, those were extremely helpful in keeping people adaptable and able to function in the world and, you know, really keep going. So people were doing their tonics a minimum of two day, two times a day. And then plus they got to take things home. And yeah, we were just, we were just stayed on top of it. Well, that's great. Now, I want to ask you a little bit more about your Trinity experience because they have sure. a lot of different courses. And if you Thank guys, you. if you guys go to uh, trinityschool.org, trinityschool.org, it's very simple. Uh, and you can see many of the things that are available to you. And we always have the banner up at robertscottbell.com. If you're on your computer and you look on the right-hand side, just keep scrolling down. You'll eventually find the Trinity school banner. It kind of, they, they rotate, uh, including uh, previous shows you can talk about. But I click on the Trinity School banner. I'm just doing that right now. It takes me right to trinityschool.org. And you can click at the top of the page. You see the programs listed from certified health coach uh, all the way to you know certified holistic health practitioner, certified traditional naturopath, and a lot of things in between. And we've covered a lot of these programs. Is there anyone or uh, maybe you've been through a, a more than one at this point to get where you are uh, that you say, man, this was amazing? Yeah. Wow. You know, to get um, the, uh, you know, naturopathy under my belt, I would say that there were certain things you learn this full scope of education, uh, which is so helpful from doing an intake, learning what's underlying for somebody. And that's absolutely crucial before moving forward. But some of my favorites uh, were learning biochemistry. Um, We learned Carrie Ream's method of bioionization. I still use that today. I love it. Um, 
The other thing I loved is the kinesiology. We learned kinesiology, iridology. I mean, I remember seeing somebody's um, eye and saying something's going on with your right ankle and foot. And she yeah. goes, how'd you know I broke my ankle six mm. months ago? Yeah. But it, it is amazing that these things show up. And so we're able to support people by having this and know that, oh, you know, this is something to look at and consider. So, um, and then of course, my other favorites were, were the, the herbalism course yeah. were really fantastic in Bach remedies. They're really great at teaching Bach flower essences were fantastic. Stephanie, has anybody ever looked in your iris and said, I think you need to leave California. Hey, I am born and bred here and you know I'm I'm I am a loyal person who I started my career here and I I don't have a problem but I I get that other people do mm -hmm. and I don't know what to say about that other than I'm able to maintain a company here that serves people and that's our goal. So Let's all the registrations and, and FDA. So we are inspected by the FDA. We're inspected yeah. by the state for us to move around and change things like that would be would a actually dog and deal, we'd say. But uh, I, you know, I, it's somewhat in jest. I mean, I, that you can uh, still thrive there. I'm grateful for that. There are people there that need you. And of course, you service people well outside of California as well. Uh, so it's just that, you know, our concern for freedom and health freedom is something I know you share and our friends at Trinity do with the Health Freedom Expo. And sometimes we need to be in places that, you know, the threat to health freedom is very real almost everywhere, uh, that we've got to be an example for others to hopefully overcome the challenges and the threats to our freedom to care for our bodies the way we believe is right. Mm -hmm. And I respect immensely that you're able to withstand that. Again, being a native born Californian, it should be all those people that took it over that should leave, not you. <laughs> that could be, but I will tell you that wherever anybody is, they we need practitioners. Yeah. We need all kinds of practitioners. People are looking for this type of assistance in their life and particularly particularly for their whole family. I mean, we hear from, of course, we specialize. We have a you know a couple of lines for um, kids and teens and now infants and um, they just need they need to know where to go how do I do this and it's just a little bit of guidance and then we have these people that are able to come here and live the life they meant to live they're free to do that so that's what going to Trinity offers people in getting these kinds of education it is it is by far one of the most rewarding and satisfying things I've ever done you're another great Trinity success success story. And and I love highlighting and spotlighting it because I sense this and maybe you do too. There are many people, you know, as this economy shifts and our values shift and, and you know, for much of our life, you know, we're the same age. Mm -hmm. uh, the viewpoint on healing in America has been primarily allopathic, the medical doctors. They're, they're it. Everybody else is second or third fiddle at best. And now we're seeing a shift where the recognition that, you know, I came to that uh, conclusion at 19 years of age when uh, I realized all the things they did to me, even if they meant well, were not helping me. They were driving me deeper into disease. And I I just was one, you know, of a few that woke up in our generation early to see this. Now, with the last three years of COVID, millions more. Percentages-wise, it's like stunning the amount of people that have now questioned, are questioning much of what they thought was sacrosanct, right? 
They treated medicine as a religion or a cult, not as a real scientific endeavor. And yes, you have a background in biochemistry. It doesn't mean we throw out science. In fact, we embrace it. But unfortunately, what they're doing with what they call science is very manipulative. And it's very deceiving because they're actually, you know, in the, I don't know if you've seen the documentary we just did called Utah Safe and Effective. Uh, if you go to utahsafeandeffective.org, it's a lot about the injuries that occurred to the COVID jabs, the real people that were hurt. And it's a compassionate look into what what happened. But also, we we look into the science of what they portrayed as safe and effective and found out there were numerous conflicts of interest between medicine and state, between media and medicine, uh, between medicine and religion even. It was astonishing what was revealed. And the idea our founding fathers had of a separation of powers with checks and balances it, it posited the thought that maybe we should be looking at all healing in that way, having checks and balances, because where there's conflicts of interest, there can be problems that arise. And that's just, you know, the nature of human humanity in that sense. So uh, I think we're learning a lot and we're maturing and it can be a difficult process of maturing and seeing through the things we thought were unquestionable. And I think now we realize we must question those things that are most unquestionable. Very well said. And uh, I like to, there's a book called Black Box Thinking, and it's where a man uh, lost his wife needlessly in a surgery, and he's a pilot, and he wrote a book about it, and he said, hey, where was, you know, the medical black box where you looked at and you took apart what happened to mm. identify the breakdown, what she didn't, it was a simple surgery. And, you know, I think that's I like that metaphor because I don't know that the medical community is willing because their jobs are at stake. They're sued. I don't know whatever they you know, they see as their dilemma in being straight about what's going on yeah. or what happened. That's a real issue. It should be broken up. We should look at this. Hey, that was a failure. That's OK. But we should be able to learn from it. That's my problem with some of the issues yeah. going on is like who stops the world and takes a look and goes, yeah, that was messed up. And we're going to get take that and we're going to do something different. So we have a different outcome next time. Yeah. The system we've been growing up with has, has avoided that at all costs. Um, yeah. Never acknowledge a, a mistake or something that doesn't work. Just keep doubling down and calling people who question it, you know, pariahs of some kind. But Stephanie, again, you, you're doing extraordinary work. I appreciate you so very much. By the way, what is that beautiful necklace? It's a green, is that a stone? That's really, it? yeah. It's jade. Oh, it is. It looks it's like my it. lucky jade. I love um, that. And jade, I, jade has some medicinal properties too, I believe. These, these stones carry an energy. They really do. And it's very calming and it makes it easy for me to talk with you and be myself. Right. I'm chilling out with you. This yeah. Is awesome. So uh, anything else that uh, uh, you would like to share, including your favorite uh, rock music, if you have any? <laughs> oh, my gosh. OK, well, my mom took me to see uh, Blondie, Debbie Harry, when I was 12. And I was wow. never the same after that. Like her with her blue hair. Yeah. I was like, oh, my gosh, you get to do and look any way you want and sing your heart out like that. I was like, that is a girl after my own heart. And I was never the same. And I was a punk rocker through high school. Oh, so. Okay. I had a feeling yeah. there was some, I mean, you were on motorcycles and mm -hmm. doing all kinds of endurance rides. I'm thinking there's some backstory here to Stephanie Ray. That's really fascinating beyond all the great stuff she's doing now being a Trinity graduate with bio Ray. So 
Well, you know, it's like you got to question things and Mm -hmm. and uh, independent thinking doesn't mean that we, like you said earlier, throw out the science. But, you know, I often say that, you know, we we want thinking people. We want to hear from you. We want Mm -hmm. to have people's ideas because it, it makes this place different. And I would assert that health is a function of participation. When people are participating, whether it's in their own health and an organization that they believe in, their health flourishes, as does everybody around them. And so I would really encourage people to, for example, check out what might work for them at Trinity. There's all kinds of courses, not necessarily a doctorate in naturopathy. There's certified health, you know, practitioner, which is fantastic. Uh, you guys, there's so much yeah. good at Trinity. Shout out to uh, the whole team there, of course. Um, I, I just love them. And I just enjoy so much that we get to uh, talk about it like this. Stephanie Ray, thank you for being on board today. Thank you really so much a, for having me. A lot of fun. You're doing great work out there. I'll have to shout out well, next time I get to California if I'm in the neighborhood. Definitely. Come by. Check out the lab. Yeah. We'll check out your punk rock credentials too. And (laughs) uh, when we come back on the bonus round, we've got a poem from down under from one of our super fans uh, sent to the amazing, amazing, amazing super Don. So check out out after this and remember the God's honest truth, the power to heal is yours. Dude, I, I totally lost track of time today. I was just like having a good old time. I was wondering because you uh, sent me a message. You're like break. And I'm like, did you even know? Of course I knew. I was waiting for you to go to break. Oh, I because sometimes you'll message me. I like, dude, hello. No, show. I was waiting on you. All right. Well, you know what? I'm you like, can't... what am I supposed to do? I'm not the host. I'm not the one that's, that's calling the shots here. I'm like trying to remind you to remind me. Oh, so yeah. I was supposed to re- I was supposed to respond saying break. Yeah, well, just confirm oh, okay. that I haven't lost my time. I did confirm. Yet. You didn't see my, my message. Yeah. Well, anyway. I thought you confirmed break. Okay, whatever. But, I mean, it was a little late. You know, it's it's not, um, we're not in, in radio anymore, so we've got some flexibility, got some flexibility there. Flexibility. That's true. Yeah. I know. I, and I love Sugar. that we can have a little flex time to go a little over overboard. Anyway, Stephanie Ray was a lot of fun. Yeah, I had a sense of, I didn't want to say punk rock, but you could tell she's got some some cool history. Uh, yep. going, going through enduro bike races and learn about herbs in the desert. I'm like, ah, she's cool. That was fun. Uh, it's kind of like when we did the interview with Jessica Rose, it was kind of the same deal where I yeah, was just surfer, like, surfer babe. She's you know? like, yeah, I used to listen to Slayer. And I'm like, what? Yeah, totally. She's yeah. a sweetheart. Absolutely. I love yeah. that. And Brian Festa was bringing it. It looks like, you know, we'll be bringing to your attention now 
another upcoming event. I'll, I'll you know work on confirming that over the next day or two to see if we can definitely do it. But it looks good. Uh, June first uh, and second or second and third, something like that. Sounds uh, good. Yeah, and that'll be up in Boise, Idaho. 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 I have never heard of Idaho before. Idaho. I was in Idaho over the weekend. Did you actually cross the border into, or do you put your toe over into Idaho? No, we actually drove across. We were doing some. Uh, we we like going around looking at like antique stores and thrift shops and stuff like that, and found one over in. Uh, I can't remember the name of the town, but it's yes, yeah, just down the street from where we were staying. So, did you find anything to bring back? Well, okay, so my daughter Laura is getting married in November. Wow. And she is, she's got this theme going on for the wedding where uh, the glass, like the, the, the glasses and the, mm-hmm. what's the, what's the word I'm trying to think of? It's not like a, it's a, like a goblet, you know, like the, for, for the, it's uh no, oh. she's going, she's going, check it out. Yeah. You, you remember back in the seventies, uh-huh. the amber glass cups and and goblet things yeah. with the you know, the ornate you know yeah. I'd, I'd go grab one but how does laura know that she wasn't around back then it's it's the in thing now for some reason it's come yeah. back or you know how things are you know over time things come back and then they're cool again yeah but i'm that, not gonna that's, be wearing spandex ever again i don't care if it comes that wasn't 70s that was 80s, was 80s. but oh uh, yeah you're right parachute pants parachute pants was 80s no i thought yeah. there was no oh, that was 80s polyester how about that Polyester was 70s, yes. Thank you. That. I'm not wearing that again. Bell Bottoms, Angel yeah. Flights. Yeah, those I'm were 70s. Anyway, yeah. so we, we've been looking in the thrift stores for this this amber glass, which you, know, you used to see all the time. Nobody wanted it because it was, you know, that's, that's from the 70s or whatever. Yeah. Now now they want to sell them for like 15 bucks a piece. They're like the, the end thing. Everybody wants them now. But they so anyway, like we've, we've found like this amazing antique store mm-hmm. that just had just like, it was overwhelming. I'm into yeah. like uh, vintage uh, stuff. Yeah, and it was just like it was it was sensory overload. This this store. So wow, it was a good fact finding mission. We'll probably go back in a month or so, and then uh, you get some of those glasses. Then pick up a few things. Yeah, but do you remember? I see. I have memories of those glasses, and they're always accompanied with the smell of cigarettes because. Back in that day in the seventies, <laughs> everybody was you know, all the parents were smoking and cigarettes, and it was like. Yeah, and their shag carpet, and just that's the smell of the seventies. Not so appealing. That my memory of. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I. I mean. I. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. It was back I when do. everybody. Everybody was, had an ashtray. Yeah. Exactly. And remember right. the big console stereo, which you have with a record player built in. Yes. Is that thing working yet on your uh, for you or no? The record player, no. The stereo works, but not the yeah, record, player. record player. Yeah. Be fun to get that record player going again. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've got, I just have not had the opportunity to, uh, Oh dude, I see it. Hold on. I'm going to, I'm going to grab this real quick so I can show you what I'm talking about. Yep. I remember that very, very well. That was a, that was the thing. That was the color. We actually had some glasses. I remember mom making probably, I don't know, was that before jello pudding, but eating pudding out of those glasses. You remember this stuff? No, totally. Oh, everybody, everybody. I mean, it was everybody's parents had, had this kind of stuff, right? You know these oh, plates, the picture, and, so I can see it. And bo- oh, I'm sorry, I thought I had it up on the screen. No, Hold it's on. not up there. Dang, nibbit. I know you were saying it like everybody could see it. Now it's a, a, just a snow. All right, hold on. Right there it is. All right. So, so yeah, those are the glasses at the top there. I we had some shallower ones. Oh yeah, like that. all this stuff here. Yeah, go. That, I do remember that. 
That's a Remember throwback that? to those seventies, and they had the so, ashtrays and everything. So this is the the stuff that she wants for the wedding. And they want fifteen bucks a piece for the glasses. Oh, dude! It's like these plates down here, down here at the bottom. You see these that are up against the back there. Yeah, really super cool pattern. So like that, they're twenty bucks a piece. Yeah. Um, the these and, goblets here about are like you. They were these were all like fifteen dollars a piece. What do you think that it would cost in the seventies for those things? Dude, you know what? Uh, Ten years ago, they couldn't give that stuff away. Mm. It's just it's it's become fashionable now. Yeah, it's a, it's a trend. So, anyway, long story short, or I actually I guess that was a long story long. Yeah, but, that's all right. That's kind of cool. But uh, anyway, so Chris that's what we've been know. on the lookout for. Found that and a whole bunch of other stuff as well. My Chris, uh, my wife Chris is into the vintage stuff as well. So, all right. Chris wants to ask me: Is it real amber glass or is it smoke colored? Again, remember all. Remember our parents all smoked. And see, I think my mom smoked a little bit. My dad did. I mean, but they weren't really smokers like some family members that I had. I just remember at one point a short burst, but for the most part, no. Uh, but everybody else's parents, you'd go over, mm-hmm. man, chain smoking everywhere. So how's oh, yeah. it smell like? Oh yeah, all yeah. The, all of the the smoking women they had these these uh, little like I don't know how to describe it. It was like a, a thing that snapped open. Mm-hmm. And it opened up, and the cigarettes went in there, and the lighter went in there. Wow. Um, and it was, and it snapped closed, and they always had like their cigarettes in like a little case thing. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, oh, totally. Maybe. Yeah, I do. Oh yeah, Lori Harvey yeah, that, likes that. That was, there. yeah, the glassware is cool. I love, I love antique uh, and vintage mm-hmm. stuff, and and looking for it and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was back in the day when you could walk into a restaurant, and they had a cigarette vending machine in the lobby. Remember that? Oh yeah. You put drop the money in there and pull the thing. Pull the, the thing. But yeah, <laughs> you 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 picked up on that and did that much of your young life. What's that? Smoked. Actually, I didn't. I mean, I kind of experimented a little bit. It wasn't until I got into my probably my thirties, maybe. Late well, start. Okay. Let me think about it. Thirties. Yeah, maybe mid to late thirties, and then I smoked for several years, and then I quit. Mm. But uh, yeah, that's been a journey. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Well, hey, you want to do some poetry? Do we have any like accompanying music to do poetry corner? You know, I don't have any poetry new music. Song. I still have the um what was it? It was this here, I think. Let's see. Nope, that's that's the wrong song. <laughs> uh let's see. There was one that I had that was for poetry. Yeah. It's built it into was, the board. No, it wasn't built into the board. I actually oh, had you to added grab it and it. programmed it. Okay. Very cool. That screeching tire sound effect. Maybe I got rid of it. Moments of duh. Mm-hmm. Here's uh, Bruce Bruce Lee. You know our favorite uh, author over at Forbes, right? Yeah. That's Bruce Lee. Um, actually, maybe it's this one here. No, that's not. I don't know. Anyway, I don't have any music, no. But I'll, we can just read it. Or do you want to read it? I don't know. What you know what? I've it. read the last last several. Have you? Okay, so I'll do it. I then. think it's your turn to All right, to so, the, so let's uh, do the poster. backstory here before we read it. Backstory. Okay, so uh, the backstory. in Australia. She wrote an email to you, and it's like the amazing Super Don or something. And, of course, you know, you get so much email. You're not necessarily going to open everything. You might think there's some spam messages or something, but it's like, if it says the amazing super Don, you're hooked. You're in. You're not going to ignore it. Yes. And, and so this time she said the amazing, amazing, amazing super Don. Three amazings. Three amazings. 
which I, I concur. I mean, you're triple amazing. Uh, and uh, she sent us, I, I forget the poems she sent us before, but they've all been great. And she's like, one of them was about coffee enemas. Yes. Of was, course. We yes. laughed our, you know what off. <laughs> so we couldn't do coffee enemas after that. Cause it was gone. We laughed so hard. <laughs> couldn't hold it in. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so in this case, it was just an, you know, we didn't put out the request for, Hey, write a poem, but I love that. She went ahead and volunteered to do so. Some, something moved her. Maybe mm-hmm. it was a coffee enema. I don't know, but she wrote this poem. All right. You can go full screen. Now. I'll try to read it. He's really quite particular. Our Robert Scotty bell. He loves the English language and he likes to speak it. Well, <laughs> when it comes to definition, he's a stickler through and through. It has to be pronounced just right and absolutely true. <laughs> he, he, I'm sorry, I can't do this without laughing as I'm reading this. Uh, okay, thank you, Linda. Here we go. He has a great variety of guests on every show. He can talk on any topic. Is there nothing he don't know? <laughs> he, he is bold with Michael Bolden whenever he's invited. He teases Ty. They have a laugh. With Emord, he's excited. <laughs> hmm, nice. He's... King of all conspiracies, that's what some people say, yet those who know him think he's king in quite a different way. (laughs) He is hot at homeopathy. He grows great veggies, too. He can do 500 burpees. He is Superman. Who knew? That's great. Oh, my gosh. All right. Oh, now this gets personal. His Uncle Bob once told him to forget his childhood dreams. You'll be miserable as a doctor. It's not all that it seems. He listened to his Uncle Bob and now gives us assurance. The worst thing one can have is top-grade medical insurance. Wow. Wow. Dude, think of that rhyme. That's impressive. And she wraps up the poem. The podcast network for this man has recently been growing. What's his secret to success? What keeps the whole thing going? It's Super Don. His trusted aide, his loyal and lovable friend. So let the show keep rolling on forever to the end. Oh my gosh. Are you kidding me? I, look, I, I'm just blown away by Linda from Austin and her. Poem. She's great. She does She's a amazing. great, great job there. Wow. That so was thank really thank you. Thank you, Linda, for another great poem. Yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed that. That was really funny. You can tell I, you can tell she watches the show, right? Or the listens show. to the podcast. Yeah. The nuances. Although I, I have a, a yeah, my stickler for definitions. I agree with that. I think pronunciation, I try, but I recognize sometimes when I can't. So mm-hmm. maybe it bothers me when I screw it up. But now that I could say Ravi Kulasekara, everything else is easy. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what do y'all think? You want to send in your poem poems for reading? Your poems. Your poems. What did I call it? A polemic poem? I don't know if that's accurate, but it was a good alliteration in response to that when I saw it from you. You forwarded it on. Did we get Steve Kirsch confirmed to come back on the show? We did. Was there something he wanted to focus on or promote? Is he doing the legal thing in Atlanta? He has got, uh, well, what prompted the request from me Mm -hmm. to Kevin was there was an article uh, that he that he came out with on his uh, his Substack, having to do with uh, a New Zealand medical regulator that admitted the risk benefit of Pfizer Vax was unclear. Which mm-hmm. I was like, wow, okay, that's impressive. But he's got a couple other ones here about the uh, uh, the 
information, misinformation busters. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's another article that he came out with that's titled how to restore trust in the CDC and FDA. And I, I want him to talk about this because his very first, uh, piece of advice on that mm-hmm. is the same one that I've been saying. And, and, and a lot of other people have said, but you know, if you want to rebuild trust, trust, uh, what do you do? Tell the truth. Stop lying. Yeah. So anyway, uh, he's got several things. I don't know if you if you follow his his uh, Substack. Yeah, I read he it. He comes lot. out sometimes with like two or three articles a day. I don't know how he's doing it. He's yeah, it's great and it's great stuff. So anyway, it's been mm-hmm. a while since we had him on. So I thought it'd be we good. got that, and we have uh, Joel Salatin coming back. It's been years since we've had Joel on, and I know that. And the- he actually had something that he came out with recently that was pointing out the fact about what you were saying about the uh, the culling of the birds. Mm-hmm. why 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 are we killing all the birds why are we not like healing the birds or why are we not at least you know saying okay some yeah. of these lived some of them didn't can we look at the ones that lived and figure out what to do mm-hmm. and no got to kill them all yeah and so he's got some some things to yeah, say i'm with that. joel on this i mean we know how to address these things without killing everybody it's like imagine if you did this to people well they, they actually tried with covid didn't they <laughs> never mind <laughs> They did imagine if they tried it with people. Yeah, they tried it with COVID. Not treating them, bringing them into hospitals, giving them kidney-killing drugs and in, 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 uh, in vents. So they did do that with people instead of healing them. Let's kill them. But, I mean, the idea if it was overt, like, oh, uh, the town of Philadelphia, we got a major bird flu outbreak in humans. We have to cull the humans. No. I mean, but but the re- <clears throat> unfortunately, the whole idea, the, the vaccine and drugging, all of that is – ending up in the, almost the same place, just not as direct, sort of like pretend we're not, but we are. How many children needlessly having cardiac events since the COVID jabs have come out? Mm-hmm. It's not a, a natural COVID infection phenomenon. That's nonsense. Oh, mom liked the poem. Wow, that was awesome. What a talented poem from Linda. And Stephen says, Linda's poem is impressive. I'd be hard pressed to crank out a haiku. And those don't even have to rhyme. A haiku. Mm-hmm. What would you like a haiku about? Oh, no, you're going to go to Chat GBT now. What would be a good well, a good topic for a uh, for a haiku? Well, you probably put in something it won't do because it doesn't engage in conspiracy theories. Try me. Uh, ha- haiku about culling humans with bird flu. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I don't do know it. if it'll do be that or not. I'm telling you, they're not going to do that one. But it's just like it, it, it has. I don't know how it limits itself in that way, or it's programmed to limit itself. <clears throat> uh, all right. Well, here here is a haiku by ChatGPT about culling humans who get the bird flu. The haiku is culling for bird flu. Humans meet their untimely end. Nature takes its course. Where's the gong? Boom. Yeah. Hey, it, it did it. They were going for a natural culling. I guess they didn't tie into the intentional culling by it. That's why it did it. It was like, oh yeah, this is, yeah. bird you know, Why you got to be a habitual line stepper? You know, I blame mom, mom, your fault. <laughs> stepping over that line. <laughs> and she'll right, probably give me another one. Give me another, another one. one. Right. A haiku about um well let, let's let's go a uh, low hanging fruit no oh, i was thinking Co- about coffee enemas here we go okay here we go all right 
It's thinking. Hmm. Oh boy, it's really thinking. You stump the butt. Oh come on. I was thinking you get to a. All right, here we go. Oh, I got it. Okay. Um, um, um. You're not gonna read what? it. This, yeah, this one doesn't make a little. Well, all right. So it says coffee in my veins. Why would it be in my veins? It's in your butt, not in your veins. Well, the, yeah. Right. I guess it could go and goes. All right, coffee in my veins. Yeah. Enema cleanse. A bold move. Awake, alive, free. Well, the that's hepatic, pretty deep for 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 Chat GPT. The hepatic portal. Okay, uh, <laughs> I mean, is there a way to we open the show with the um, the Twitter files and what they are trying to do is uh, claim that we have to. What did they say? Uh, censor true misinformation. So mm-hmm. make that conflict somehow work in a haiku. Something about true misinformation. You just say make a haiku about true misinformation. Is that what you do? Uh, yeah, that's what I did. Let's see what it says here. Actually, what I should do is ask it, what is true misinformation? <laughs> right? You got to cause it to explode. All right. Uh, let's see. A haiku about true misinformation. Facts twisted and turned. Truth obscured, hidden in lies. Misinformation. All right. I don't think you got the spirit of it, but hey, what are you going to do? Anyway. So tomorrow we've got Joel Salatin. Yep. Does Ty and, confirm? Um, I don't know if Ty's going to be on. I, I sent right. him a message, but I know he's busy because they're just now launching the, uh, the uh, or getting ready to, to do the TTAC. The, uh, oh, yeah. What? You sent out an email on that yesterday. I did. So everybody sign up to watch it. Share it with your friends. Good Lord. It's uh, more people than ever are ready to hear and see it. So please be, don't be bashful. Share it. If you're into baseball, uh, the U.S. is playing Japan tonight uh, for the final of the World Baseball Classic. And, of course, it includes the pros like this guy. What is that? What is the World Baseball Classic? It's like, is that like the Pro Bowl of it, baseball? It, or like or? Um, in soccer, what do they have, the World Cup? It's like the World Cup for baseball because all it's countries competing against countries. International. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the United States is in the fi- final with Japan. Shohei Otani, who is, a, you know, the, a lot of the players on all these teams around the world are in the major leagues now in America. And so they're off of spring training and they're doing their own countries. Uh, to be there for that. And the finale is Japan versus the United States. So um could be interesting. Not for many of you, but... Are you watching baseball on Q streaming? Uh, I I have tested it. It's amazing. You can, you can go into their MLB network, kind of... You can watch whatever you want. That's another thing, guys. If you... Stuff that you normally have to pay a lot more for, you have access to on that CUE, Q streaming. And again, the opportunity we have to be on cable TV, on television... Uh, Marge says she's not going to be able to watch us if we're on TV. And I said, Marge, we're not abandoning our normal what? ways of reaching you. Do you? Does Marge not watch TV? I know lots no, of people don't. No, she's to watch TV. So she's like, no I TV for TV. Marge. Huh? No. So there are people like that. It's okay. I don't judge. But if you do and you want to have access to things for an incredibly low rate relative to what cable prices are, that's a good option. I think you got the banner up there. I do at the very top. So what is this here? So Steve says, unlike ChatGPT, you don't have to register for an account at 
Perplexity. I've never heard of that one. Perplexity.ai. It's Is that similar to, to, I know Google just today uh, sent out an email that they've got one called Bard that, uh, that I'm on a waiting list for to test out. It's going to be their version. Everybody's doing it now. Yeah. Dude, I, it's without going into conspiracy area. Yeah. Uh, it, I'm like, I, I'm like overwhelmed almost on how, you know, like six months ago, nobody was talking about AI. I mean, it was a, it was a thing, but it wasn't like, you know, right. it's like, well, whatever artificial intelligence, we've all heard about it. It's been something that science has looked out for a long time. It's been talked about and, and stuff like that. But it's like over the last, just like, I don't know what, like two, three months, mm-hmm. we went from zero to like a hundred miles per hour on everybody doing everything with, with AI and stuff just exploding on the internet and it's being incorporated into everything and anything. It's really kind of, it's interesting. Yeah. Interesting and frightening. I'd call it barf instead of bard, but are you, are you, are you frightened by it? (laughs) All right. Maybe I've seen one too many science fiction movies, but so what? (laughs) Soulless computers taking over the world? No, that would never happen. Nah. How about soulless people trying to take over the world? Yeah, that's happening all the time. There you go. See, you're sitting there worried about AI. Yeah. Anyway, all right. So I will let you know about Ty tomorrow, but I know we do have Joel Salatin. Looking forward to that. How long has it been since we had him on the show? I think it's been years. I I think you're right. My memory is that we had him on around the time of the um, raw milk freedom ride, which would mean like 11 or 12 years ago, but yeah. maybe we've had him on since then. And I don't remember, which would be a, a bad on me because I love Joel Salatin. He's doing amazing. Mm-hmm. Great guy. So yeah. I actually have that audio from the raw milk freedom riders. Uh, in fact, I think, didn't I upload that on, on Patreon? I think you put it up on our Patreon page. So I think it's on Patreon. Yeah. yeah. You can hear some real history of the Robert Scott. Robert, Robert cruising down. The, and at that time, mm-hmm. being able to broadcast from a moving car was kind of like, wow. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Wow. It's the first time. Yeah. We got on the air and you were in a car in the backseat of a car. And that was like a novel thing. Now everybody does it. Yeah. But um, that was when we were, we were using live 365, I think, mm-hmm. um, to get on the air. Yeah. So no, I, anyway. I think also there was uh, something called Dave TV or something. It was in the Ron Paul era where a lot of people innovated to be able to cover those events live. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, these are some memories I have for that. Yep. Oh, my gosh. What a show. It went fast today. Again, thank you to Brian Festa. Thank you to Stephanie Ray. Thank you to Trinity and everybody. Thank you to Babri, Bobri. I am yeah, you know, it, it's like this guy, something else. I like him a lot, but he, he's a uh, really on a mission, but the Folium PX, if you haven't picked that up or check it out, learn about it. There's a lot of science to validate what this is. Super antioxidant, Folium PX, Folium PX Immuno and Folium PX Relax. That's what mom's taking and it's helping her a lot. So y'all check it out. Okay, so tomorrow, Joel Salatin, maybe Ty Bollinger, maybe not. We don't know. Y'all check it out. Upcoming events. It's coming fast. The end of the month, last three days of March with Jonathan E. Moore touring Virginia. We got three big patriotic events, Saving America attempts that we're going to go do. And uh, I'll be there. I'd love to see you. Or if you know anybody in Virginia, please let them know about that. They should partake. And Super Don aired, uh, voice the commercials and promotion of that going on right now on radio in Virginia. So you hear the sweet sounds of Super Don accelerated. 
to fit the time frame. I was just speaking. Yeah. Speaking fast. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thanks for tuning in and, and, uh, uh, putting up with our rambling and, uh, we will be back tomorrow with the latest and greatest and happy. Oh, by the way, uh, breaking news. Yes. It turns out that uh, rumor has it that uh, Trump will be indicted tomorrow, mm-hmm. but will not surrender until next week. Okay. Keep this thing stretched out then. Yeah. Yeah. But that's that's what uh, came across the wires. Also remember Freedom Lovers Canada, 830 Eastern Time, 530 Pacific tonight on Zoom. If you can find it on, uh, I think, Telegram, Freedom Lovers Canada or something, uh, join me there and we'll have a have a chat on Zoom. All right, we'll see you guys tomorrow.